is a virtue. And I, and I thought my live streams were bad. What'd your, what'd your, and drop off? Wow, that just spiked the mic. <laughs> Whoops. Whoopsies. <laughs> this is already starting off silly. We should just start this thing. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Tuesday night. It is 9.30 p.m. Central Time. Scratch that. It is 9.35 p.m. Central Time. It is time for the tagline. We are the Cinefanatics, and we are here to talk movies and have all kinds of fun and stuff. And what's going on, everyone? My name's Robert Adams. My name's Chris Adams, and I got a haircut. <laughs> you got your ears lowered? I got my ears lowered. You got your ears lowered? They're, way, they're way down there. They're down on the floor. Do your ears yeah. hang low? Do they wobble to and, and if you're... Uh, we don't have to write that song. I if feel like ice uh, cream now. Nice. <laughs> if, you're, uh, wa- if you're watching on audio... Yeah, I know what I said. If, if you're watching on audio, you can't see that my ears have been lowered. Yeah, but trust... Also, also trust. if you're watching on video, you can't see that my ears have been lowered. You just see that I got a haircut. Yeah, okay. Riveting. This is riveting. Fantastic. So welcome to the Haircut Fanatics, where we just love getting haircut. Um, a haircut. Just a, one haircut. A haircut. Not yeah, all next haircuts. week will be my haircut. Hi, right, welcome to Dad Joke Hour. <laughs> I got a haircut. We got to start this off like Which more, one? more spectacularly. Which one did you get cut? All of them. All of them, Dad. Yeah. All of them. Yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah. I hate so... you. I want, I want my, uh, I want my inheritance. <laughs> So fantastic <laughs> evening. Uh, we got a lot of stuff we got we got planned for tonight. So we got to like kind of roll into some of this. Uh, do we really though? Quick. Do yeah, we, though? we do. There's a lot of stuff to unpack. Uh, so a little bit. Jumping into this, of course, right off the bat, uh, I want to switch the view on this real quick. Oh yeah. There we go. I want to see us live. In this. You should yeah. do, you should do this side by side. Uh, anyways. Uh, so <laughs> riveting uh, television, just like any other live stream. If y'all have any questions, please make sure to drop us questions in the chat. You can also drop the questions in the stream labs. That's right up there above his head. You could also super chat, but we do kind of like prefer the stream labs because they don't take as much as YouTube does. Uh, feel free to drop in those questions. We're going to have a lot of fun tonight. Follow the waggling finger. Uh, we're going to be talking about this, uh, Mulan news that luckily dropped just before, this uh, live stream today, so yeah, we didn't have enough time to change the thumbnail over. Yeah, and uh, we're gonna be uh, we're gonna be doing something we hope to be doing regularly on this show, where we're doing uh, especially while there's no movie news. Yeah, Cinna fan casting. Cinna uh, fan casting. So we're gonna be getting to that uh, tonight as well. We'll uh, see how well we do at casting things and whether or not we should quit YouTube and actually become casting directors for movies. That would be kind of interesting as well. Uh, also, what ladies it? and gentlemen, please feel free to hop on our patreon it's patreon.com slash cinefanatics join the tier levels up there we've got fun stuff coming up this month uh follow the waggling finger maybe some new stuff i'm, I'm not sure yet we're still trying to plan out some stuff this month because there's going to be a lot to do a lot to do this month those <sighs> of y'all who have been following us uh who are familiar with the movie trivia schmodown so um if you're not familiar with the movie trivia schmodown it is a movie trivia game show so kind of like wrestling good guys bad guys their storylines but then the movie trivia itself is real uh they are starting their singles tournament this month 
Yeah, this thing that we're not that we said that we weren't going to be talking on the show anymore. This specific show. Mm-hmm. There's a reason for that. It's because we've got another show. So they will be live streaming, or they will be doing their show four times a week. So we are going to be live streaming reactions also four times a week this month. Uh, and because of that, we've also decided to kick things off. Kind of like what you were what you were just saying. We've moved off talking about Schmodown. This program, it's now its own program. It's on another program. It's on another pro- program? It's you on s- another program. You sound like uh, binging with Babish whenever he's talking about cooking in a saucepan. It's not on this program. It's on another program. It's on another program. It's on another uh, saucepan. So we have decided this is going to be a fully produced live stream reaction analysis F- full, show. Fully produced. Fully produced, meaning it's got its own theme song. It's got its own intro. As everything. far as StreamYard lets us do. Yeah, yeah, as, as much as we can. Uh, so we've talked about this. Uh, we pitched in on the SEN today to kind of announce it. We've also uh, plastered it all over, uh, tw- I guess, Twitter and Instagram today. Uh, the official logo for this new show is going to be the Schmodown Replay. The, that's Yeah, the logo is the Schmodown Replay. The name the of the show is, is yeah, these whatever. arrows that you see right here. No, the uh, if you want to see the logo and you're on audio, go click on our video. Uh, the <laughs> This is the logo. The name of the show is Schmodown Replay. Yeah, words. Replay. Ooh, spiking that mic. Well, you know what? You told me to be right on it, so I'm right on it. Well, yeah, okay. Uh, so yeah, so if y'all have been watching any of our live stream Schmodown reactions so far, that's pretty much the direction that the Schmodown replay is going to be going. We're planning on getting guests that are going to be reacting with us. Uh, these guests may or may not have like some uh, connection to the match that we're watching, but if they don't have a direct connection to the match, they do have a connection to the Schmodown in yeah. some shape or form. The idea is that while we're watching and reacting and playing along, yeah. we could pause the video and get like some insight, or we can talk about it. So uh, we're not we're not necessarily beholden to the individuals who are in the match. We might, in some cases, say we're watching an inner geekdom match and we want someone who's not an inner geekdom. Uh, reacting with us in the case of you if you saw we've already been working this out a little bit with some guests doing live streams been testing out the idea and we're diving fully into it but one of the last ones we just did was with adam witt yeah from the dungeon he joined us on it on the uh, inner geekdom finale uh spoilers yeah that wasn't smets who was with us mm-hmm. um yeah. it, ha- it happens he's w- he's busy uh working on his uh title match but uh anyway yeah, we had Adam Witt. Adam Witt's not in Inner Geekdom. He's kind of somewhat in. I mean, he's kind of somewhat. I mean, he is in Star Wars, which is kind of somewhat Inner Geekdom. But yeah, yeah he was there with us, reacting, uh, watching along, kind of giving his insight and whatnot with uh, the studying that they've been doing in the dungeon. So that's that's the kind of thing that we're going to be doing. It's going to be Schmodown competitors, uh, whether they're in the match or not fans from like other after shows yeah we got uh jake berlin from a certain point of view we had him on uh eric rodriguez was on our first one nerd chronic nerd chronic um and then we've also we've already filmed we had to film the reaction to the pay-per-view event that was this past friday the roca versus Irwin. yep uh we got uh alex shashek from call to action on there with us with another like little special guest there at the end of it may have already uh said all over for his other shows that he's been on which uh <laughs> what he was doing right after the match was over but <laughs> yeah so yeah uh, <laughs> not really spoilers not spoiling this one but at the end of it uh roca uh did like almost fresh off of actually l- competing yeah hopped over to our 
to our, our our live stream, our pre-recorded live stream that we did, and uh, gave us his immediate thoughts, feelings, and opinions. Like this was within hours of ending. Yeah, him playing. Uh, so uh, it's, it was really great. It was really cool to like kind of pick his brain and him kind oh, of that was so much fun. Give insight. us information like immediately right after doing it. I mean, there was some time he uh, he he said he went and relaxed a little bit, got out of his head, and then had some cheesecake, which is what I would do too. Had some cheesecake and then jump back jump back onto uh, a live stream with us, and it was really cool. It was a it was an honor to have him on oh, there. Absolutely. Right so that episode of the Schmodown replay will. That episode, it could be two episodes. We might have to break that into two. Yeah, we'll we'll that was, see. That was a long video. It was a long one. We'll have to see. Uh, that's probably what we're going to end up doing. But uh, that episode will be out whenever they decide to drop that match publicly on YouTube. We're yeah. not going to put it out for everybody until they put out the match because we're not going to – we're just not going to do that. Yeah. Why would you do that? Yeah, that's stupid. It's for patrons. We want yeah. Christian and Mark to like us. <laughs> yeah, we want to be liked. <laughs> Anyways, so that's what's coming up soon. Uh, this was like essentially the full announcement. We'll drop some more information about Schmodown Replay probably on Friday, I believe, on our Twitter, yep. Instagram, all our social medias. Uh, Basically so, all this information we just did here to whatever character limit we have, we will be dropping on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, so make sure you follow us on Twitter at MLP. That will be where we give updates and stuff about Schmodown and Replay as we go into... Please remember... This next week. Please remember. Four nights a week. Oh, speaking of which. Four um, nights. So, going based off of that, we will be live streaming these reactions. It Was it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday night? Yep. Uh, so, that means we're doing a reaction to Schmodown on Tuesday nights. What's going to happen with the yes. tagline yeah. for like what the next month and a half starting roughly next, starting next week through the for, through however through long however, they're, whenever they stop doing four matches a week yeah through however long they're doing the four matches uh that tagline is going to move up by 30 minutes this will start at 9 p.m central time uh that puts it at 7 p.m pacific 10 p.m eastern so be prepared to be looking for us 30 be minutes early for sensational yeah news. so we're uh, yeah. starting at 30 minutes early but we are also shrinking the amount of time that we are doing the tagline it will be only an hour long for that for that time because what's going to happen is from 9 to 10 will be tagline 15 minute break and then 10 10 15 we're jumping back right into another uh yeah. live stream with the schmodown replay so that's what's going to look like on tuesday nights until the the uh, episodes with the Schmodown are back to normal. Yep. So that's what we're looking at. Massive, Ooh. massive amounts of uh, live streaming. I'm already and video sweating work. thinking about it. Yeah. Well, I turned the AC down, I think. Maybe. You I probably did, but honestly, the workload is just, it's, it's, <laughs> it's just making me sweat it's regardless. It's fun and it's welcoming because we haven't really had anything to do lately. Um, so that's going to be great moving into that. Uh, before we jump into anything else, let's go look at the chat real quick. We got, uh, Partis here. We got Tyler Garth and we got Rachel's in there. Uh, thank y'all all for joining us in the chat tonight. Uh, it's great having y'all great seeing y'all in there again. Partis, uh, says, Partis says Friday is his birthday. And since we're not doing another tagline until next Tuesday, happy early birthday, Partis. Happy birthday, Partis. Hey. Uh, so will there be a someday be a crossover of the Schmodown replay and Schmodown respin? I don't, I don't know. We could have a re, re, rewatch, rewind, re, I don't know. Re I don't have no idea where you're going with that. Um, it remains to be seen. We really just kind of came up with all of this, so. 
not too long ago. Mm-hmm. Sort of. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's been in the works, but. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Hey, never say never, right? What he said. Never say never. Had a mouthful of uh, whatever I'm drinking. I have. I keep on forgetting that sometimes we're doing this for an audio format as well, so they're all hearing me like, and then when I tell them I have like a mouthful, then they're like, yeah, that's right, guys. What I'm drinking. This is on podcast. If you want to hop over to uh, Apple, Google, Spotify, Anchor, wherever you get your spot, your spot, wherever you get your podcast at, your podcast at, we are on there. Uh, Give us a rating on the Apple podcast also. Let us... uh, let us know what you think. Drop a drop a handy five star. I'm gonna ask for a five star. Just drop a five star in there. It's yeah. okay. Give us that give us that sweet, sweet rating on Apple and uh, let the people know that you like getting your movie news from these doofuses. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, also, uh, we've asked this before. I, I, I like I keep asking it just because I would like to see something. Uh, if y'all got any feedback for this show at all, let us know. <laughs> not that kind of feedback. Oh. Uh, just any thoughts, feelings, opinions, uh, stuff that you think can be perfectus, something that needs to change. Just let mm-hmm. us know. Uh, more, more whale noises from Chris, please. Mm-hmm. Yeah, last la- last week it was uh, bear. This week it's whale <laughs> from Finding Nemo. He's in the Australia. Yeah. Uh, P. Sherman, 42 Wallaby. Yeah, I'm not sure Demon Bear's coming back out this week. My uh, My throat never recovered. Yeah. Uh, so, you don't know what that means. Watch last week's episode. Yep. So as far as that goes, how has your week been? Oh, it's been fantastic. Oh, yeah. You have had a fun week this past week, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, I have. Oh, man. Let me tell you. Uh, Somebody decided to, to kiss your car. Call them today with the front of their car. Yeah, they kissed They kissed the back end of my car with the front end of their car. Um, wasn't that bad, actually. It's, uh, it's, it's pretty... It, it, it's it's gonna be a solid amount to repair, mm-hmm. uh, price wise. But luckily, their insurance is taking care of it. So uh, I gotta reach back out to them and actually figure all that out. But anyway, yeah, little bump, little little, just a little bump at a light. Speaking of which, did you finish watching Ford versus Ferrari? Oh yeah, I definitely did. Oh okay, um, that movie featured some major bumps. Yeah, <laughs> just a few. Uh, yeah, so glad you're okay. You nothing. Honestly, really? I didn't even realize I got hit for a few seconds. It didn't register immediately that I got hit, so it, it really wasn't that bad. Yeah. I'm just going to need a new trunk. Um, I see. My week has been pretty decent. The only thing I had was apparently there was like some kind of issue where uh, I guess someone, for some reason, was trying to pose as me over on Video Drew's thing this past Sunday. That was a little weird. Because uh, I click over it and there's this weird hideous creature um, that's like looking like you. Uh, and then there's a person that's like me with like, I guess, makeup on his face. <laughs> <Get you. laughs> um, so, yeah, that was weird. Just I don't know where he's actually going. That was weird. Uh, I need an excuse to get up because I forgot I left this stream on my computer in my room and I could hear us talking in my room. Oh, yeah, that's so creepy. I need an excuse to go mute that. Oh, okay. And your stupid insult gave me what I needed. Yeah. Uh, so I'm feeling the energy tonight. Let yeah. Me tell there was so there was some weirdness going on over on uh, Video Drew's uh, L- L- Live in the Dark. 
Live in the dark. Live in the dark. It live was live. Dark. It was live and living. Live Something was living in the dark. Living there. live in the dark. Uh, uh, yeah, with, no. With I'd, Winston and uh, Lon. Lon. I don't know what was going on because I definitely, while I was going, I went over to your room to check on you, and you were fast asleep. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. I guess you woke up for a little bit just to check on it and kind of freaked you out because it was your room. Yeah, I, I have no memory of this. Uh, yeah, you were asleep. Um, I don't know what was happening there. Much much like Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, I have no memory of this ever happening or taking place. So, uh, anyway, so if y'all want to see whatever weirdness that was that supposedly happened to us, to me, to someone in this household, go over check out Video Drew's uh, YouTube channel. It was the Live in the Dark this past Sunday. You might need to get some holy water and just start sprinkling uh, it over your room or something. I'm gonna, need, have... I'm gonna need an old priest and a young priest or some kind of priest. I don't know. Um. That was Moving a, on. That was a reference. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, that's what happened with me this week. That was kind of strange. Uh, movies watched. I really didn't watch anything new. And we're um, not watching anything ever again because yeah, we're going to be live streaming. Uh, actually, I am interested. I believe this Thursday, uh, was is it Netflix? I believe it's Netflix is releasing that uh, American Pickle movie. No, that's HBO Max. Is that HBO Max? That's one of the ones that yeah. we can get to. It's the um, Seth Seth Rogen. That Seth Rogen got okay. pickled. So I saw the reviews, the early reviews for this already, and some people are like, "Eh, it's a clever idea," but nah. and I'm like, "This sounds fantastic." It's Seth Rogen got pickled. Essentially, yeah, it's a pickled Seth Rogen. It's a pickled Seth Rogen. Uh, if y'all haven't seen the trailer for this, go watch that. <laughs> Thank you for stepping away from the microphone on that. Yeah, you got uh, me like worried. Now I'm gonna like blow people's eardrums out. Yeah, uh, that movie looks fantastic. So I'm eager to see that. So I'm gonna try to squeeze it in sometime. <laughs> Pickles. <laughs> I'm gonna try to squeeze it in sometime, like by this weekend or so. Yeah, I'd like to squeeze it in too. Should be okay. Because you didn't know it was coming out, and I showed you the trailer to that, and you were like, "Okay, yeah, okay, yeah, I want to see this. This, this looks kind of funny. This looks delightful." Uh, so I'm eager for that one, but yeah, haven't watched anything new. You said you didn't watch anything new either. Uh, I don't think so. Yeah. So yep, that's what we're doing so far. Uh, so the cinema fanatics really aren't that fanatical about cinema because they'd never watch anything new. Well, we do, but we do. We're just not going to for like the next month and a half. There's time periods where it's like off and on. Like, is there actually anything? And then sometimes do we just, have time. Sometimes you're just in the mood to get comfortable and watch something you uh, you really enjoy. Yeah, yeah. We can all hear you pouring your drink. Yeah, it sounds very awkward. Um. Anyway, I'll do it down here instead. Yes. <laughs> so, oh, part of brings brings that up. Harley Quinn show is also now on HBO Max, which you've been watching that. Yeah. Uh. I I saw a couple of episodes before. Um. Well, it was still over, like on the DC universe. Mm-hmm. I had small amount of access to that. Yep. Um. So I watched a couple episodes. I thought it was funny. I thought it was. I thought it was clever the, what they did with it. Now I'm actually able to finish it, and I've actually been spending some time while working on graphics and stuff, uh, like the Schmodown replay logo. Uh, I've been like listening to people live stream, and I've also been watching that. It looks so ridiculous. Like it, I've seen. I've seen a little bit of it myself, and it's just. It's a hard sell for, like, for me, the sell on it is, hey, you like these characters? Yeah. They cuss now. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. That's the selling point is they cuss now? Cool. Well, so the thing, the actual selling point I I would say with it is that because it is it is geared more for a mature audience, you have a lot more, like, the the beginning of this this show, 
the season hinges on Harley is finally breaking up with the Joker. We're in a position like where, the movie. yeah, but it's diving more more deeply into this. That mm-hmm. like if this was a cartoon for kids, they would probably not be like following all the adult connections and the stuff that they make. They're they're showing the real emotional depth of like how abusive that relationship, how say, toxic. They, that do they go into is. like the fact that? Joker uh, was very, very abusive. Yeah, yeah. Uh, extremely. Uh, like it, it's almost every opportunity Joker has to throw Harley under a bus, both figuratively and literally. I still love. He does. I still love all the memes on the internet where people like put up Joker Harley and they're like relationship goals, and I'm like, no, 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 not Anyways, at all. So that's the that's the main reason why they've adulted this Batman. Adultified. They, yeah. Uh, but yeah, then one of the other benefits is they can also do like over-the-top violence, and they can it's, cuss. The problem I personally have with it, liking the format and everything, I'm just I'm I'm not used to hearing like them cuss that much. It's weird, yeah. like Joker and Harley and everyone's just dropping like f bombs like crazy, and, and I have nothing against like really cussing. I mean, heaven knows I do it myself, just not on a live stream, but. Like just so much, like constantly. I was like, ah. That, and and that's what I'm talking about, because like I I look at that show and like over the top violence, cussing. It's all of it. It seems it just seems like the selling point is, hey, these cartoon characters that you love are doing all these bad things now. These bad things. Woo. And then it might be clever. It might be fun. I really honestly have. I don't think I've wa- fully watched a single episode all the way through. Mm-hmm. So I might I might actually watch it at some point. It's just. It's just silly. So I say that full well. One of my favorite things I also do, and my coworkers will attest to this if they're ever on a live stream, which they probably won't be. They will never be. Um, is that one of the things I like is like doing impressions of like classic cartoon characters, mainly just so I could get them to to cuss and say mainly like, just Marvin the Martian. Well, no, there's other ones too, but yeah. Like, I could do Marvin the Martian and have him say all kinds of off-the-wall things that you never heard him say in those cartoons. And, again, I'm I, I'm hyping this up, and I still can't do it on this live stream either. But Malcolm, did you just watch that trailer because we were talking about it, or did you, like, just watch it before before the show? Yeah. Uh, that Earthling took my P-32 modulator. That Earthling took my P. After him, stop that Earthling. Anyway, so stuff yeah. like that. Or then there's my, uh, Ohana means family. Ohana means nobody gets left behind. Mm-hmm. Or punch buggy. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> Which, if you think about it, those are all relatively the same voice. They're all kind of nearly located in the same place. Why are there yeah. so many? And you got songs about rainbows. Ebert. Ebert. <laughs> yeah, anyway. All this stupid. Yeah, I can sit here and just do cartoon voices the whole time. But Why? <laughs> what? <laughs> Demon Bear. <laughs> Demon Bear, go away. You're not needed this week. Um anyway, so yeah, that's a lot of fun that uh that you just sit there and do like cartoon voices, just Some, make them say curse words or innuendos or something like that just for funsies. Someday we'll get a Cinefanatic bot and people can uh, give us twenty dollars to do these impressions. Yeah, that sounds familiar. Who's done that before? Oh, Anyways. Yeah. Um oh, nice idea. Anyways, Partis says, Whoa, that was really good, Robert. Thank you, Partis. Um, I've been doing some of these voices like my whole life too. So you're good at Christopher Walken. My Christopher Walken sounds like John Travolta. <laughs> Sandy, hey, can't quite do it on cue. <laughs> Sometimes it's crazy that it doesn't necessarily come out right. Phrasing, phrasing, <laughs> stats. <laughs> 
Anyways, so that, that that's a little inside of like stuff that we could potentially work on a little bit more. And uh, feel free to streamlab twenty dollars to get me to do Christopher Walken again. Yeah. Um. So let's move on to some movie news. Uh. So I don't think I really have this in any real kind of order. Real kind of order. Real order of movie news. R e e l. I feel like someone else already does something involving real. In a world where these two doofuses are giving you movie news. <laughs> One man. Two men. Two men. Two mics. Sorry, I can't count. <laughs> a few stories. Yeah. Uh, so Netflix has announced uh, this past week that they are they're going to be, I guess, adding a, a feature where you can either watch it a movie or TV show, whatever, you can stream either faster or slower okay. than you typically can. So question on this right off the bat the heck do you need to watch a movie slower for let's put on the lord of the rings extended cuts <laughs> well let's spend all day watching the first <laughs> half of fellowship of the ring yeah uh i would actually give you a really good example of that uh that movie uncut gems yeah i'd probably want to put that on slower at okay some point. that is a very good point <laughs> uh just to try to relieve some of the anxiety that you get watching the anxiety that. try to catch on what they're all saying because you've got like 20 people all in one little room all talking at once all thinking that they're the most important person that should be yeah. talking and everyone else should be shutting up and listening to them, but they don't and they keep talking anyways and it's just a giant shut up cluster f yeah, they need to. Uh, I need to rewatch some of those scenes a few times just to listen to each individual person. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I could. I could imagine what that looks like with like the captions on, like the subtitles and stuff. <laughs> just whole, a mess of people screen. talking. <laughs> uh, a lot of people are just talking. <laughs> a lot of people noise. That's very helpful subtitles. Thank you. Appreciate it. Um. Yeah, and that's, that's what part of springs up is. It's going to be a new uh, Schmodown study tool. It's true and that's that's that is the first thing i think of also i know uh uh eric rodriguez tweeted that out too mm-hmm. when we first heard about it it's that now you can start studying multiple movies in one day when you could probably add like two or three more movies in one day with this feature just because you're speeding it up and like okay catch all the information faster that is the thing though you brought up the lord of the rings movies i actually would kind of like to watch those like on a little bit like a 1.5 times or maybe like a two time just to watch them like where they're not really walking anymore but they're not like they're not running speed or walking. jogging they're just they're just doing a healthy speed walk they're, across, they're moving at a brisk pace <laughs> across all of middle earth <laughs> let's get to rivendale mm-hmm <laughs> All right, now we're at Rivendell. Let's pick up a whole bunch of now. All of y'all that want to join the fellowship, you do realize that this is a speed walking. You have my axe. You have my sword. You have my bow. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone, good. You got your you got your uh, your step counters. Let's go. (laughs) Next stop, Mordor or the Mines of Moria. We're not going through the Mines of Moria. Let's go through the Mines of Moria, anyways. (laughs) You fool of a toque. (laughs) You fool of a toque. Catch up, man. Fly, you fools! Fly! All these calories we're burning doing this, like, speed walking. We're going to need third, fourth, fifth, and sixth breakfast to <laughs> make up for this. <laughs> uh, Andres in the super chat. He's got, in a world, one king, one meal, one grape tomato. <laughs> Why? Why? I do like grape tomatoes. Not after watching that movie, you don't. Yeah. <laughs> That's the sound of the grape tomato bursting all over my chin. Okay. It's a little tiny. Phrasing. Anyways. Um, 
Say uh, something else. Here we go. AJ Lancaster. Why are you leaving that part? Of AJ the day? Lancaster says that uh, to be fair, the Irishman should have been released at 1.5 speed. True. That That's was accurate. a long movie. That's accurate. It's a good movie, but man, it was long. I find myself looking at myself on the screen way too often. Yeah. That's Guys, I'm, if I'm looking right here, it's because I'm looking at myself. <laughs> this is this is something I feel like everyone who's like new to like streaming or filming themselves. Yeah. Something. Sorry, I wasn't that, doing anything. Something but. that we could possibly produce that would probably sell a lot of is we get a sign that attaches to like your computer monitor, your camera, or wherever is the spot that you should be looking at. Say like in this case, we actually have cameras that are pointed at us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we need to be looking at the camera lens. We need to have a sign that attaches to the camera that says, look right here, and has like a giant flashing neon light. That no. That's con- <clears throat> that's consistently where we're mm. focusing on. No, that's not true. What somebody needs to invent is a screen that your lens just fits in the middle of. Oh, that would work So the screen just wraps. So I'd be looking at myself right here with the lens right there. Yeah. Or you could look at yourself on the the computer monitor over off to the side, and that's where the the lens is pointed at you. That's focused on you. That'd be. You have to have that curved screen anyway. Yeah, that's beside the point. Yeah, that's what's called going off the rails. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, Netflix could be faster or slower. Now the thing is, that's going to be fantastic if you're binging like any series of anything is it like i know friends isn't on netflix but just for example because that's the first one that came to my mind you want to watch friends you never watch friends but you want to plow through the whole series 1.5 just get through that much faster it would take you a solid two months to get through all of simpsons yeah oh you know what'd be funny with friends though is uh the i did the math on this guys trust me the theme song in 1.5 so no one told you life was gonna be this way yeah. <laughs> Your life's a joke, bro. Whatever. Yeah. It's just that I, look, I look like a really happy seal. <laughs> <laughs> so super fast watching that. That would oh, that's fantastic. What is this show today? Yeah. <laughs> um anyway, so that was kind of weird that Netflix added that. Uh I believe YouTube's had it for quite a while now. Yeah. So like even in this this exact program, if we seem to be going two hours long you are free once it's no longer live to click that 1.5 and we hurry up and we finish faster that clapping bit right there is going to be amazing oh yeah absolutely we'll probably rewatch that later go back rewatch that like at 1.5 we clap like with the speed of light i mean uh so we got uh so andres in the chat saying it's an amazing study tool that will be because that's a lot of cramming that you could do real quick very beneficial yeah, uh, friends on fast. Ross and Rachel are together now. Now they're apart. Now they're together again. <laughs> they're apart together. Apart together. Apart together. That relationship Ross has with uh, Bonnie Somerville is real quick. Yeah. <laughs> wow, I was watching their relationship and I feel like I got whiplash. Yeah, could have been my accident, but I'm pretty sure it was watching Friends on 1.5. Yeah. Uh, so moving on from Netflix, uh, there was a couple. I would say a couple of significant uh deaths, unfortunately, this past week. Uh, this past week, we lost uh, the actor Wilfer yeah. Brimley, um, which 
here's the thing. Wilford Brimley, known for a lot of movies like Cocoon, uh, The Thing. And Liberty Mutual commercials. And there's also his Quaker Oats Oatmeal and the Liberty Mutual. The Liberty Mutual one, I think, is the one that like most everyone Knows. can easily associate him with. Because, because everybody watched Prices right when they were sick at home as a, as a child. Yeah. So get your diabetes testing supplies. Call Liberty Mutual. Call Liberty. Yeah. Uh, so it's sad seeing him pass away. Uh, just because it says I didn't even see anything come out about this. I didn't find out till like two days later. Yeah. And I was like, wait, Wilford Brimley passed away. What? Uh, the other one I like pointing out because I actually liked it and I'm trying to remember. I liked it, but I just, I don't remember exactly where'd it go. He was in back in the eighties. They did, uh, there it is. They did two Ewoks movies. Ewoks movies? Yeah, there was Caravan of Courage and Battle for Endor. So yeah. he was in uh, Battle for Endor. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was where, for some reason, it was really funny. The Ewoks from Return of the Jedi, because where else do Ewoks come from? Is Wilford Brimley canon? Uh, I, I can't remember how canon those Ewoks movies are, if they actually are considered canon. I don't think I've seen them like on Disney Plus or anything, so I don't know if they're official. But yeah. Um, but for some reason in those Ewoks movies, all of a sudden, all the Ewoks speak English. They didn't speak English in Return of the Jedi, but they do in these two movies. Yeah, they all would do that. But yeah, no, this, this one, uh, specifically Battle for Endor, they, they befriend, uh, a little girl named Sindel. Um, this is before Mortal Kombat, before she grew up and became like this threatening, like queen or whatever. And then there was Wilford Brimley, who was Noah. Uh, but yeah, Wicked is walking around like, Sindel, come here, Sindel. We will help you. And like, oh. it was just really 80s. Leia taught him some English, I, I guess. I guess. And I, here's the thing. I can't remember. I haven't watched these since I was a lot younger. Uh, I can't remember if these took place before or after Return of the Jedi. I would, have th- I would think after because otherwise wouldn't the Ewoks be terrified of the humans because... They were yeah. very unsure of the humans in Return of the Jedi. Yeah, so it's probably after where they're like, oh, there's another human being. Let's be friends. Unless I'm thinking with way too much logic for this. Yeah, possibly. Anyway. Um, so anyway, anyway uh, Wilford Brimley. Insight, yeah. Uh, yeah, so Wilford Brimley unfortunately passed away. I believe it was... I originally thought it was because of something uh, involving diabetes. Complications uh, with his diabetes. Uh, it was like, a, I guess, a kidney condition. Oh. Uh, it might have been a mixture of all of that. Just his age. He uh, passed away at 85. So, uh, anyways, that's... That that's I, crazy because I, I thought he was actually older than that by now. Yeah, I thought so, too. Um, it's just we've seen him for so long. Again, yeah. like he already looked like he was hitting that kind of age. Back in the 80s, yeah. back in the Ewoks and the thing. When he was so. in his 40s. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. yeah. He had a hard life, apparently. Oof. Anyway. Uh, the other one that passed away was uh, Sir Alan Parker, a uh, famous director. Alan. No, not sorry. that. It oh, just hit God. my head. I'm sorry, guys. Just completely destroy that. Uh, <laughs> directed Midnight Express, Fame, uh, Mississippi Burning. Uh, and then, of course, there's the one that I personally connect to was Pink Floyd, The Wall. I absolutely love Pink Floyd, and I know it was a trip. It is literally. It, it absolutely is. Um, and I remember when I was younger, I saw it, and I like before I was a fan of Pink Floyd, I saw that, and I was like, "This is way too weird. What is going on here? I am way too sober for this." Yeah. 
Uh, and then after becoming a Pink Floyd, a Pink Floyd fan and knowing what the wall is about, go back and watch that movie. And it's great that they put like the visuals to basically the story of that of that album. Uh, and I think it was done very well. Um, but that's that's the one I personally connect with as far as uh, Alan Parker's director work. Um, he also did Evita, which uh, here's the thing: I'm like a fan of the Evita musical. I've never watched the movie. <laughs> it's weird. Like I've never uh, like I love the songs from it. Uh, I remember growing up, I used to rock like the Madonna songs, like seeing that all the time, like, like a Don't hurricane. Cry for me, Argentina. Oh. Ugh. Yeah, anyways, or however she sings it. And there went to all our viewers. But uh, never watched the movie, and I need to, I need to rectify that pretty quick. There went to all our ratings on the podcast also. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it was sad seeing him pass away as well, yeah. because he was a very, very well critically acclaimed director. So, yeah. Um, moving on. Uh, I'm going to look over in the chat real quick, though. Yeah, there's a lot of memories of he of was Wilford the only Brimley. person to swear in a Star Wars movie. I don't remember that, but I mean, I guess I'll have to go back and see like what word he said. Or I know that I know that they uh, like there was like a couple like dams and hells dropped in yeah. the Star Wars movies, but that's about it. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, the cocoon. Garth is saying I followed the Brimley cocoon line on Twitter. They tweet every time a celebrity is as old as Brimley was in Cocoon. Yeah. Um. Uh, yep. Nub dub. Yep, the yub nub song is a treasure. It absolutely is. Like and I sorry. hate the fact that they changed that song at the I'm end of the special okay editions. Uh, uh, the ra- the rallies in the wall movie look like Trump rallies. I mean, here's uh, okay. political opinions aside. That hey, look, that sounds great. Cool. It, it was meant to awesome. look, It was meant to look like like a Nazi rally. That was the idea behind those rallies in that movie. Hi, right, welcome to the Son of Fanatics Political Hour. <laughs> the people listening to the audio podcast will wreck their cars at Robert singing. Why was it that good? And they're just in awe, and they're like, "There's no reason to continue on." Garth, that. we'll that's never hear not anything funny. <laughs> That's not funny. I got into a car accident. I'm feeling the pain. I'm just kidding. It's Again, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> Malcolm <laughs> says, there's a clip going around. I'll try to find it and tweet it out to you. Is this a clip of, like, say, like, oh. a random Trump rally with, like... No, him cussing in the Star Wars movies. Oh, okay. I was thinking it was a clip of, like, a Trump rally Stop with, talking like, about Trump rallies. with all the, uh, the, the Pink Floyd wall rally audience in there. Speaking of Trump, I was watching Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, and there's an episode... Oh, yeah. I was going to tell you about this. There's an episode where uh, the Banks family is thinking about selling their house to a major buyer. Yeah. And you don't realize until the end of the episode that that buyer is Donald Trump, uh-huh. and which with whatever wife he had at that time uh, wasn't Melania. Um, anyway, uh, Ashley Ashley Banks doesn't want them to sell the house because she loves all her memories and everything in that house. Mm-hmm. Well, Trump comes in, and before he can tell him that he actually meant the house next door, uh, she runs up to him. And she's like, "I hope you're happy. You're ruining my life. This is." awful i ha- i hate you and she runs off and uh, trump's wife at the time is like what did you do he's like i don't know everyone's always blaming me for everything <laughs> and i was like hoop, hoop, hoop. that's one of too those real. that's one of those Too th- real. 
that should be a clip that's like going around again like political opinions aside i i, I don't i thought it was hilarious i don't yeah i don't like sharing political opinions because yeah. i i just don't want to discuss yeah, any of them that's, that's but what our I, channel's about but i still recognize when funny situations like that happen i understand like the love and the hate for trump and what? when something like that pops up you're like okay that's what's, just that's just good what's what's wrong with what did you do i don't know everyone's always blaming me for everything I was like, yeah. you're not even president yet. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's hilarious. Uh, that was also like back when he was like, he was a, he was a he was a, I don't know, he was a thinner man. He was a younger man. Yeah, everything. He just yeah. Looked, he just looked completely different. He didn't have the world on his shoulders. He was still really close to the sun and had that orange glow though. Yeah, kind of. I yeah. guess. Anyway, enough about that. Uh, so moving on. Uh, it was announced. Uh, Patty Jenkins wasn't announced. Patty Jenkins uh was saying that uh she had plans already in. She's got plans for World War Three. World War. I know. So I have the show notes here, and I just put WW three, just to kind of shorten it and get to the point. And every time I've read it, I kept like, oh, Patty Jenkins is planning World War Three. It's fantastic. Fair. Wasn't Wonder Woman in World War One? She was in World War One, crossing uh, no man's land. Yeah. So, uh, the second one is in '84. So they're they could be going into World War Three at this point. Yeah, uh, but no, she's actually planning out Wonder Woman three. Yeah, or whatever they decide to call this one, since the second one's technically Wonder Woman '84, which is going to confuse the heck out of people because they're going to be like, okay, we have Wonder Woman, now we got Wonder Woman '84. Oh, yeah. What happened to Wonder Woman two through '83? It's like the Xbox Plus One. Yeah, Xbox, Xbox One, X. Well, it was Xbox and Xbox 360, and then Xbox One. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, you missed some numbers. Yeah, hey, that's not how math works. No. Um, yeah, or, but it's basically it's essentially. Uh, ooh, yeah, what we're looking <laughs> all, at here. All the operating systems have have dro- jumped the number nine. They went from like their eight to ten. Nine. <laughs> yeah. Um. So. We're talking about Wonder Woman 3 right now, and in a normal world that didn't sustain a pandemic, we would have seen Wonder Woman 84. However, uh, I don't... Yes, we would have. Was that supposed to come out yes. in July? It, yeah, it would have come out already. I thought it was slated nope. originally for August. Nope. Okay. It moved to August. Um, and before... We would have seen pretty much everything by now. Yeah, we would We would have... We, yeah, pretty much. Almost. Um, no, we would have seen Wonder Woman 84 by now, and so these talks about a Wonder Woman 3 would be a little more, uh, palatable, mm-hmm. just because we would already know kind of the direction they might want to head based on whatever, however they end Wonder Woman 84. I, again, I don't know. I haven't seen it yet. I like it. I would like it if Patty Jenkins start off like, okay, so hear me out. At the beginning of Wonder Woman 3, uh, Wonder Woman's complete distraught over having to kill her best friend who turned into cheetah uh so she's completely upset about that like wait what she killed cheetah wait hold on what oh that's right you you guys haven't seen 84 yet oh geez oh i'm so sorry anyway so anyway she kills cheetah (laughs) dang it patty jenkins (laughs) we loved you too You think that's bad? You haven't seen my movie yet either. <laughs> and that thing's been in production since. <laughs> well, I was a demon cub. <laughs> demon cub. <laughs> anyway, so uh, uh, it, it's interesting because she's talking about like a lot of things that she wanted to do for like the first Wonder Woman that had to get cut, and 
Yeah. I, I'm guessing these aren't necessarily things that were based around the time period because it's kind of hard to do like your third movie and like, hey, by the way, we're going to go back to World War One real quick. Oh, there was a lot of, yeah, I mean, we're talking about the time period of 84. There was a lot of art in that time that was definitely trash cans. <laughs> yeah, all the Andy Warhol, everything. That was actually more of 70s, I believe, 60s, 70s, but I mean, otherwise... Um, so that's the thing. Like I'm, I'm still like re- really eagerly anticipating Wonder Woman eighty four, mm-hmm. uh, and of course, like at the end of the day, you know, regardless of whether we've seen this movie or not, I, you know, you see movies, you see TV shows all the time are talking about, oh, we've already signed on for another movie, we've already signed on for the next season, and we, and us, the general audiences, haven't seen the movie that's supposed to come before that one yet or the sh- or the season of the show like they're already talking about doing a season three of the mandalorian when season two hasn't even had a trailer that's dropped yet it's coming soon though i like so. when they do that though because i mean essentially if you look at it from a marketing standpoint that marketing is the hype of it hey we're already Kinda. working on mandalorian season three you're like ooh, that must mean that mandalorian season two is fantastic uh, the other one is like uh, that Amazon Prime series, The Boys. Mm-hmm. They've been, uh, they just released, I think, the final trailer for season two. They've already yeah. started talking about season three. Uh, and if y'all aren't watching The Boys, that was a fantastic show. Uh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not watching it. A lot of violence in language, though. It's it's not for it's kids. It's ucky. It's ucky, guys. Yeah. It was an ucky show. Uh, ucky. Uh, anyways, uh, so I think that. By announcing that, you're basically making a marketing statement like, hey, we are so confident in the second Wonder Woman movie. We'll go ahead and tell you we're already working on Wonder Woman 3. We are beyond Wonder Woman 2. We very much believe that you will like this movie. So just so you know, be prepared to like it because there's another one coming. Now, if you, it, it's funny you don't apply this to like movies from like back in the day. Like, could you imagine what would hap- happen? And this may have happened. And I might have just been young, and I really wasn't in the movie. Like, had my ear to the ground on movie news at the time. But could you imagine, like, say when Batman and Robin was about to come out? They said, "Oh, hey, by the way, Joel Schumacher's already working on. I believe it was like Batman Triumphant or something like that. Is what it was supposed to be called. He's already working on the next one. So great confidence in Batman, Robin. You're like, cool. This is gonna be a good movie. <gasps> Ooh, why does the costume have nipples on it? Huh. Hmm. Yeah. So except now nowadays we all we automatically assume a lot of these big tentpole movies are just going to have trilogies. We yeah. ought, we it's it's. Hey, like, I automatically assumed when Wonder Woman came out, we were going to get a sequel, and we were going to get a third one. Like, I just, that's just how movies work nowadays. Now studios are just jumping the gun and going, yeah, that's that's what we're doing. Yeah. You're right. Can't, couldn't put it past you, could we? Yeah. Yeah, we got several of these planned. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> So, uh, I'm interested to see, like, what she, uh, like, I don't know if she actually went into, like, detail as to what she wants to do with Wonder Woman 3, but... Garth brings up the very valid point. Tom Cruise is the movie. Oh, yeah. We'll kick off a new Universal Monsters universe of movies, and... Oh, wait. <laughs> it Ooh. was bad. Yeah. Uh, it was so bad, I still haven't even seen it yet. Same. Yeah. Um... Uh, here's the thing. There comes a point right now, like where, let's be honest. Our channel is still small. Mm-hmm. It is still small. We've been doing it for a few years, but it's still tiny. We're still in the position right now where we don't have to see movies that are bad. By the way, y'all subscribe and make our channel bigger. Yeah, 
yeah anyway we don't have to see movies that are bad so hey that mummy movie is getting just horrible it's being torn apart it's getting just just not that it's ecky um okay cool we're not gonna spend money on it that being said why did we see cats I don't know. So that brings us to another, like, a small tidbit of news that I absolutely really love. Tidbit. Is that they said that Andrew Lloyd Webber, the one one who created the musical Cats, absolutely hates the movie. (laughs) I'm like, that's fantastic. He thought it was ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, That's fantastic. When Andrew Lloyd Webber's like, no, y'all did a terrible job at my my musical. Look... uh, whatever god bless them for for trying something different i guess but oof it was tom hooper he's been a fantastic director les mis was a decent movie still don't like uh russell Russell crowe's as uh, as a singer but um anyways besides that it was a good movie yeah uh king's speech one best picture, I believe. So Hollywood works off of one of these uh, three for us, one for you basis, and <laughs> yeah. the one for him. Oof. Probably don't give Tom Hooper a one for him ever again. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's continue to... Uh, Garth is asking, did you guys see uh, Bloodshot 2? Yes, that actually was the last movie we've seen in a movie theater. As of right now, if the world was to end officially, that is the last movie that we have ever placed our butts in a movie theater seat and watched. The more and more I think about it, the worse that movie is getting in my head. Which, in all honesty, it wasn't that great when we saw it, but it was. It started out. It's okay. It's It's very okay. It was okay, in so much of the fact that we knew like the next week there was another movie to go see. We're like, okay, this fills the void of watching a movie in the theater this week. Next week we got another movie, and like next I believe week we go see New Mutants. I, no, I believe like the next week was actually like Mulan, or Mulan was yeah. very close, very close to that. It was like within yeah. within the two weeks of Bloodshot, and so we're like, okay, well Mulan's got to be a better movie than this. So yeah, I'm I'll, I'll eagerly await Mulan. Yep. Nope. And now Mulan has officially been announced today that it is going to be, they're still, it sounds like they're doing like what the, uh, yes. (laughs) Oh, is that you on a segue? That's me on a segue. Oh, fantastic. Uh, That Mulan, (laughs) it it sounds like what they're doing with like Bill and Ted. They'll release it to movie theaters that are open that can sustain having people come watch it. Yeah, so not any theater near us. But Disney Plus has basically thrown in the towel going, you know what, guys? Screw it. We're not, uh, enough of this. Let's, Let's get this movie out there. Let's make some money off of it because we've been in a pandemic a lot longer than any of us had expected to be let's we need to start generating some more money i mean disney plus is doing gangbusters for us as far as pumping out i mean uh hamilton and whatever that beyonce thing that just popped out i uh i was only anticipating being in a pandemic for two weeks at the start of 2020 (laughs) when we started this year i was like yeah you know pandemic's gonna come two weeks sounds good yeah no uh it's been since like march it really started in march I guess it's been five months since we started this thing. Yeah. Maybe six. I really don't know. Anyways, uh, so Disney's like, yep, we need to make some money. Um, (laughs) Let's throw this on Disney Plus. Yeah. For an additional $30. So So you're already paying for Disney Plus. 
Yeah. Now pay another $30 at least just to see Mulan. Yeah. So I posted this on our Twitter earlier talking about it. Like, are you willing to shell out $30 yeah. to see this? Uh, and I know uh, Brandon Buckingham responded like, well, I wonder how long uh, you're allowed to have it for. Mm-hmm. Like, is this a, like, what's the rental time period? And I know typically when renting a movie, especially like these first run movies like Trolls and Scoob have done. Uh, it's usually like you rent it and you have like For three, days. you have like three days to watch it, but then once you actually start it, you have twenty four hours to finish it. Otherwise, yeah. you lose it. Yeah. So I'm I'm willing to bet it's probably going to be something along the lines of that. Um, and here's the thing: realistically, and I've thought about this since this news broke earlier today. Thirty dollars actually isn't that bad. If you think about if you think about it, yeah. So most people don't go to a movie theater alone. A lot of people do, but mm-hmm. most people typically go with a friend or a family member, somebody. Uh, in the case of Mulan, you might have a uh, two parents and some kids. Yeah, one or one or two kids going to this thing. In which case, if you look at the thirty dollar price tag, which you would normally spend in the theater just on the movie alone. You know, let's use pricing examples of around our area where we live. It's about twelve dollars a ticket. So I would say when when we've gotten the tickets for us, it's been like say a little over twelve dollars yeah. to go to the showing of yeah. whatever movie at night the first night it comes out. So Spending together, roughly about thirty. So together, yeah, it would be twenty twenty four. Add tax would be thirty. Now on top of that, say we're going the theaters that we typically go to are the kind that you can order actual meals in, actual meals, food, food, not just drinks, not just not just can't, yes, that's what a meal is: is food and drink. Good job. Um, you can order these actual meals in, and so typically you're spending another nine to fifteen dollars, roughly, on that meal. Also, so if you look at it, let's take out the price of the meal because you're at home, you've got something in the fridge, probably you yeah. can cook up whatever. Yeah, frozen pizza. Give or take, this is roughly about the money amount of money you're spending to go see it in the theater, depending on how many you're going. For the two of us, it's uh, it's equatable. It's about the same. For parents who are bringing their kids, they're bringing you know, a kid, two kids, three kids, whatever, all of a sudden that $30 price tag is saving money. It's very, very accommodable. Yeah. Now, the kicker is, and a lot of people's arguments are, well, yes, but I'm also spending that amount of money to go get the theatrical experience. I'm seeing it on a big screen, got that Dolby whatever, surround sound, all that, all that stuff. You know, I'm getting the theater experience, and mm-hmm. I'm getting a shared experience with other people in the theater. That's what I'm spending the money on. Now I'm spending uh, roughly about the same amount of money, maybe less if you're a family, and I'm just able to watch it on my own TV. Here's the argument for that, though. That theatrical experience that you're talking about, that doesn't exist. That theatrical experience is yeah. non-existent right now, in, in, at least in the major metropolitan cities. Uh, you're not getting that. You're not going to get that. Probably still for a while. Uh, so just it, it's essentially just take that idea out of your head. You're not going to get it. Don't bother hanging up on it. It's not happening. So at that point, this then, movie. if you want to watch this movie, because everyone else is going to watch this movie, there will be a lot of people that are going to easily, like we're saying, that $30 price tag for an entire family mm-hmm. is very attractive. There's going to be a lot of people that watch this movie. Uh, also keep in mind, here's the other thing, with, specifically with this movie. Before theaters shut down, this movie did have an official Hollywood premiere. Yeah, There are critics who have been sitting on their 
their review of this movie for months because yep. the embargo has never lifted. Yeah. They, Longest embargo ever. Seriously. So there's these critics that are eager to get their thoughts, feelings, and opinions out there. One, because they might be a channel like us where they're like, hey, I'm kind of – I'm relying on my on people coming to me for my thoughts and reviews. Yeah. For those views, for the subscribers, for to help build this channel, yeah. I need people to be watching this. And here it is. I've done all this work. I've spent all this time and effort. Nothing. I've got nothing to show for it yet. So there's that end of it. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I think that it, this is going to be a thing that, like, yeah, a lot of people are going to watch this movie. Mm-hmm. Do you want to be the one person that doesn't because you're hung up on either you want the theatrical experience or... Uh, there might be, uh, it might just be a flat out, you know what, I don't want to support movies not going to theaters and going straight to video yeah, on demand. Because I want to be able to support theaters. Yeah. I which, know. Which, I, you know, the big chains are going to be able to survive this stuff, but it's the smaller mom and pop ones that are, are going to end up shuttering at some point because they can't, they can't sustain anymore. And so if you're someone who's like, I want to, I want to be able to go support those theaters, then hopefully they are still available and open for you to support uh, in those cities and towns. But well, yeah, that, and that's that is the great thing though is that while they are releasing this on Disney Plus under this format, again they are also releasing it in theaters that are safe to reopen. So whether that's certain states, cities throughout this country, some theaters able to reopen in certain in certain areas, uh, those people will be able to get to go see Mulan on the big screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, other countries, I believe, you know, they're definitely gonna. I, th- I think now it's safe for them to release these things in China again. And so China is going to be one of the big markets for Mulan, go figure. Uh, (laughs) And so that's definitely one of the things that they were probably looking at when it comes time to release it. Hey, we can release it in China. Let's go ahead and put it out somewhere so that the rest of the world has access to it in some capacity. Yeah. We can avoid people, you know, being spoiled, which, I mean. Piracy. If you've seen the animated version, you know the story of Mulan. Yeah. you can, yeah, we can avoid piracy. You can avoid getting spoiled. All of that. So, I think, yeah, this is definitely this is definitely the way this goes as far as release structures for movies right now, just because it it does make the most sense. Hey, release it in the markets that are safe to release it. Otherwise, hey, we know you can't have a theater near you that's open right now. Watch it at home. And I know the Disney CEO. I, I read an update today as well. The Disney CEO said that. This is just a one-off thing yeah. just for Mulan right now. That there's no real intention to do this again with other Disney it's releases. A pandemic anomaly. Problem, problem yeah. with that is while you don't have that plan, once you do this, that sets a precedence. Yeah. Now it's like, well, we didn't plan on doing this with the other movies, but I mean, we're still kind of in stuck in this position. We need to get, for example, Black Widow. Mm-hmm. We need to get Black Widow out there. Well, we did it with Mulan. Let's okay. Let's go ahead and make one more yeah. exception with with Black Widow. And I think that is coming. I think for multiple reasons. One, Black Widow is a highly anticipated movie. Mm-hmm. Two, they're still gonna they're not gonna hold it till next year. They're still gonna be in the same position where theater, some theaters are safe, other theaters are not, and so we got to get this out to the markets that are safe. Uh, and then we're gonna release it on streaming. And part of the reason is unlike all these other movies that 
can be pushed to next year or can be held on to. The MCU is a very special case, which there is one long running story connected to all these movies. And in order to keep our schedules going with these movies that still need to be filmed, need to be released, there's contracts with actors, there's an actual like timeline we need to keep and everything. <laughs> actors are getting older. Actors are getting older. We got to stay on the timeline in order to get these movies out and going. We've got to release Black Widow. It's got to be released, and I'm, I it's I, beholden to that timeline. I think this like they they could afford to push Black Widow back. Like right now, like all the MCU movies just took one one step back. Mm-hmm. Black Widow's coming out when Eternals was supposed to, and Eternals is coming out when Shang Chi's supposed to, and yeah. so on and so forth. Uh, I think they could do that once, but this is it. Black Widow has to come out at that time otherwise yeah. it's going to completely screw up the the entire rest of the MCU. I think they are in a position where now that some theaters are opening, Black Widow will come out this year. Yeah. It's not going to be held till next year. It's it is probably going to have that staggering release along with the the uh, stream streaming release. The other issue with this is a lot of movie theaters. This is going to go back to AMC's problem with uh, the Trolls World Tour. Mm-hmm is a lot of movie theaters were counting on Mulan to be one of the flagship movies that was going to bring people back. Yep. Again, we, we've talked about this before. There's like a trinity of getting movie theaters open. Studios, theaters, and people. Uh, if the studio releases Mulan and the theaters are open, mm-hmm. then you're counting on the people to actually come back. To feel safe, to be yeah. able to go out and go to the theater. So there's some people that no matter what movie you release, it could be Avengers Endgame. Nope, absolutely not. We're not going to the theater. No way. We're not risking it. We're not risking it for any movie. Yeah, That's fine. You're not going to get those people. But Mulan was the type of movie that everyone's like, oh my gosh, this looks like kind of like uh, who said it Garth. over here. Was it Garth that said it? Because the Disney the Disney the, live actions have been just okay too. Okay, they're all right. Yeah, uh, yeah. Garth is saying that the, he's hoping Mulan will be the first one he likes. That's the thing. Mulan looks fantastic. Yeah, this looks like it's going to be really good. And there's a lot of people with that same mentality that I'm hoping this is going to be the first live action Disney that is just I just knocks it out of the park is fantastic. Yeah, and it has that potential. It really has that potential right now. And if they're doing this. Again, you're back to the AMC thing is movie theaters are like, but we were counting on people coming to the theater to see this big, huge blockbuster that was essentially going to be one of the ones that kind of kicks off the movie, the summer movie season at yep. the end of March. Uh, but it, that summer movie season keeps getting earlier and earlier. But Summer anyways. movie season starting in January. <laughs> right after Christmas. Uh, but that was the movie theaters were waiting for that. Now most of them are not going to get that. Yeah, is that going to sour uh, the relationship between the movie theater chains and now Disney, much like Universal did with AMC and like Cinemark or Regal or whoever else I, it was? I think that is that is one of the big things about this whole pandemic that's actually just really interested me this whole time is just seeing how does the business move on and survive? Mm-hmm. Because I. A lot of people are going, this is the end of theaters. AMC's deal with Universal and the pandemic, this is it. Theaters are done. They're done for. They're not done for. The theatrical experience is not one that I think will ever actually really die. Yeah. There's there's parts of it that might go away. Like We might be moving into a period of time where it is paying for a movie, you're the only movies you're paying for are the big are the big spectacle films and you're paying like Broadway show prices to go see the big spect- spectacle film. Otherwise, 
these smaller movies yeah maybe someday someone will open a smaller theater and we'll screen those but otherwise you're gonna get those at home yeah and that's maybe that's what happens to theaters i hope not i hope we get the opportunity to see any movie we ever want to see as long as it gets released theatrically in the theater uh best example personally with that for me was avatar (laughs) didn't like the movie at all gorgeous on the big screen though yeah absolutely the 3d that they did in that movie the effects the way it would the cinematography is absolutely beautiful story of that movie is very okay but the man movie. was it awesome in 3d <laughs> yeah because that was that that really kicked off the whole 3d craze at its time and i re- i remember going and seeing that you had to see that in 3d yeah. and i don't think i've watched that movie since like if i'm I not have. watching it in the theater I have. I don't really feel a reason to watch it. It's Just, on Disney eh. Plus. I mean, here's the thing. At the end of the day, that movie is is still it's still okay. I mean, the story is very similar to a lot of other movies. The jokes are out there. Yeah. But it's as itself. It's still okay. I it it does not leave me horribly excited for Avatar two, three, four, or five, <laughs> which will all be like in the next fifty years, <laughs> maybe. But. You know, they are coming. I'll probably still watch them because I have a movie YouTube channel. Yeah. And um, hopefully hopefully the stories get better and I actually go, okay, you know what? At the end of all this, Avatar was actually a really good series of movies. So Partis is mentioning about Tenet. And again, this is back to what I was saying, the precedence it sets. Not only for Disney, but now this, with Mulan, again, being the uh, as big of a movie it is. These Some of these movies that have jumped straight to video on demand, Trolls, uh, Scoob, even like Scoob. Bill, and, even Bill and Ted face the music, which yeah. is kind of doing this as well. Where some theaters and video on demand, mm-hmm. those haven't been big, huge, <laughs> like must run to the theater this weekend movies. Bill and Ted, your opinion of those, the previous movies aside on that, uh, if you absolutely love those. Uh, but uh, in general, these are not big rush to the theater. Mulan is, mm-hmm. and so is Tenant. And the fact that Tenet keeps getting pushed back and back and back by Mulan doing this is Warner Brothers now going to do the same with Tenet. It's very possible. It depends on what kind of deal they worked out with Christopher Nolan. And that's what Partis is saying is that could severely piss off Nolan if he ultimately – because I think he's actually said this – and they did it in the trailer actually come to think of it. This movie will be seen in a theater. And it will. And it looks like – For some people. And it looks like the type of movie going talking about like Avatar. It looks like that type of movie with the effects and everything that's going on in this movie. Yeah, you want to see this in a theater. Now that does put us specifically in a really hairy situation because there's definitely no chance there's going to be a theater near us open. We're going We're to smack dab for a while. We're smack dab in the capital of Texas. Yeah, Texas is apparently not doing so well right now. Um, so there's no chance that there's a theater opening near us for this. But, uh. If Tenet does open up, say, streaming-wise, that means we're in a position where this movie that you and I definitely really wanted to see on the big screen, we're going to have to see on a smaller screen. Potentially, yeah. Deciding to run this channel pegged us into that corner where it's like, Uh hey, we want to see this on the big screen, but in order to get the review out there and everything... Or we're going to have to drive like two and a half hours to like, like West BFE, Texas, whatever that yeah uh i mean and and that's that's true as well there are definitely counties that exist way off the beaten path in texas where it it, the mayors of those towns and cities have like yeah they're good 
there's no problem here. We don't have a virus. Until you start playing these movies that everyone wants to see and everyone's coming from Austin two and a half hours to your small little Texas town to we watch would, it. We would be in a very small minority that would actually be doing that. Oh, okay. Well, as long as everyone else in Austin doesn't start a movie YouTube channel, I think we're fine. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, so it's, it's a really interesting – at the end of the day, uh, regardless of where you think this puts theaters as a whole – I think this actually seems to make the most sense as far as opening these movies, getting them out, and kind of the structure of reopening theaters and everything. Mm -hmm. Because otherwise, theaters open without any releases with the expectation that a release is coming. And so they have to play movies like Empire Strikes Back, Jaws, all these like older classics. Which Which is great because some people haven't seen those in the theater either. And it's what some theaters were doing. With the expectation that in a week or two we would play Tenet and Mulan. And then those cities and those states closed particular uh, amenities like theaters. Closed those things down again. And yeah, well, got to go see Empire Strikes Back. But now we don't get to see a, a movie until who knows when. So I don't know. I think if to me this feels like the right move. It doesn't feel like the right move. But it also... <laughs> it also it seems like it has to be the right move. Like you open the theaters that can open, mm-hmm. keep the theaters that can't open yet closed. That's how it has to work for right yeah. now. Anyways, so we will continue <clears throat> to watch how this goes and see if anyone else is going to follow suit. Cause I believe other theaters and movies will be following this trend, yep. uh, especially after Mulan comes out. And we start to see how the numbers are on that. Because I guarantee you it's going to beat the numbers set by Trolls and Oh, for sure. And Scoob. Because um, nobody wanted to see Trolls or Scoob. Yeah. I'm just kidding. People did. but Well, I mean, <clears throat> it did very well on video on demand. Not Mulan and Tenet numbers. Levels. Yeah. No, these are going to be huge. Uh, so that's pretty much it for the movie news tonight. Um, again, if y'all have, if y'all want to drop any questions, comments, anything, uh, feel free to drop them in the chat. There's also the Streamlabs super chat. Feel free to do all of that. Your support is greatly appreciated. Absolutely. Because again, we're in a pandemic, and uh, <laughs> I just got into a car accident. So, um, <laughs> not to use or abuse that, but I'm just saying. Uh, so now I want to jump into something that I feel like this might be something fun that we do, uh, periodically again, especially while there's very little to almost no movie news is jumping into what we want to call the Cine fan casting. Cine fan casting. Here's a logo. I'll create a graphic or something at Mm, some point. Nope. Yeah. We don't have one for this yet. Uh, I've always, I was busy creating a logo for Schmodown replay. Uh, (laughs) how did you do that? Yeah, I know crazy me uh tonight we were talking we were thinking about like what all could could stand like a good fan casting right now uh given that they're still working on this batman movie with uh robert pattinson uh and that we have in that movie i believe we've got uh penguin being played by um names are slipping right now and i knew it a second ago colin farrell colin farrell yeah so penguin played by colin farrell uh, and paul dano is playing riddler uh, and we've had like a fair amount of of Batman villains. I got to be honest, I forgot Paul Dano was playing Riddler. That's a really good cast. Yeah, we've had a fair amount of like Batman villains already show up in movies. Uh, but 
I want to go through like a good major list of it, and apparently some of these have never been in a movie before. So uh, we'll go through our lists. Both of us, we we created a list of of villains, and then we each worked on our own lists, casting who we think would be appropriate, and kind of like I guess briefly why, why not, why does it work, and what do y'all in the chat think about this? Uh, I so, definitely did not write any whys. Okay, so as we're doing this, y'all in the chat, feel free to also chip in if y'all have any opinions. If you think the casting's good or not, uh, let us know. This is a time for a lot more interaction here. It's an so. experiment. Let's see how this section of the show goes because we definitely want to do this with other uh, movies, casts, mm -hmm. uh, whatever. I kind of want to start. If you, The list that you have, do you have it in the same order as what you text messaged to me? Yes. For it, I'll kind of want to start at the bottom because I think we, for the okay. most part, as get to the, as we go down the bottom, we're really scraping the bottom of the barrel of like Batman villains here and get to the main sort of get to the main uh, villains up top. Yeah, yeah. Because a lot of the main ones are up there. So. Uh, side note: I know you didn't cast these because we said take them off, but real quick, I'll give you the uh, the honorable mentions of. Oh yeah. Some of these we, we just took off because I, they were like, yeah. say, CGI-heavy characters. You yeah. really don't see the actor. Yes. I did uh, <laughs> I did the uh, casting of Man Bat, Clayface, and Killer Croc. Those, as a whole, we're not, we're not casting those just because uh, regardless of how they decided to handle Killer Croc in Suicide Squad, that should definitely be a CGI character. Um, uh, Killer Croc, I casted uh, Omar Sy. If you don't know him, he's from uh, – he, he definitely saw him in Days of Future Past and I believe Jurassic World. I think the first Jurassic World. Yeah, the yeah. first Jurassic World. Yeah, he was Bishop in Days of Future Past. Bishop in Days of Future Past. Uh, put him as Killer Croc. Uh, Clayface, um, I had as Jean Dujardin from The Artist. And I know he was in Monuments Men and mm -hmm. Wolf of Wall Street. He was the Swedish banker that they were stashing the money in, yeah. in Wolf of Wall Street. And then Man Bat, I put as Toby Leonard Moore, which if you remember <laughs> watching the uh, Daredevil Netflix show, he played Wesley. Mm. on that so i feel like that daredevil netflix show is going to come back up at some point in this uh, apparently for your casting it is yeah not for mine no oh, okay uh so at the bottom of this list we got uh red hood which is kind of uh, not necessarily straight up villain but kind of like an anti-hero side this note is... if you haven't seen under the red hood the animated movie it is on hbo max now and it's fantastic yeah uh, this is, for those not officially aware, Red Hood is essentially Jason Todd, who used to be Robin, was supposedly killed like way back in the 80s through a 1-900 number that people reading the comic book could call and decide whether or not they wanted him killed off. And everyone called in and wanted him killed off because people are sadistic. Nobody liked Jason yeah. Todd. Uh, so they're doing a movie of this, and they're basically it's an interactive movie where they're allowing like the same exact thing again. We're like in the movie you can vote and decide which do you want jason todd killed off and i guess one of these one of the options if you choose it it's just gonna pop up a thing that says go watch the under the red hood movie that we yeah. released a couple of years ago and there's your ending there's your story uh, i don't know if they're gonna do it that way but yeah Anyways, so for this Red Hood character, we are talking about the Jason Todd version. Uh, Garth is talking about the Joker was Red Hood. Yeah, in the, the killing joke, Joker was a version of the Red Hood uh, in, in that supposed origin. It's not necessarily his official origin, but anyways. Batman education for those of you who need one. Yeah. Uh, so, not Garth. So Red Hood... <laughs> Who would you cast as Red Hood? And uh, here's the thing. We don't know, like, basically each other's cast here. Yeah. 
Red Hood, I uh, so I was looking at personality. I was looking at character, not so much like appearance. Uh, so so far as the individual who I cast here doesn't necessarily look like Jason Todd as you imagine through comics and cartoons and stuff that Jason Todd looks. Yep. But uh, personality wise, uh, I casted Dane DeHaan as Jason Todd as Red Hood in mm-hmm. this case because I believe he's got the right amount of angst for that role, and he's got what I believe would be the right voice coming out from underneath the Red Hood to to come across as a menacing personality that actually is using like logic yeah uh that's a pretty good one uh i actually so some of these some of these i will say on mine is kind of like a cop out (laughs) uh in that like say for example on this one i actually did cast jensen ackles who did the voice of red hood in the under the red hood movie bored the thing is is he actually could probably pull off a pretty decent jason todd uh, and, and a lot of this kind of like how you pick Jason, uh, and I actually should have prefaced this before we start talking about it. We're just casting at some point in time for some of these characters. I know a lot of the Batman movies, the characters and who plays who is based off of at what point we are at in Bruce Wayne or Batman's life. Whether it's like a year one story where he's just first starting or he's been Batman for years and we're talking about like the Dark Knight Returns type of Batman. Yeah, I think this is just, at least for my casting, I have picked just at some point in time this is a person who could play this whether it is the older version they've already been like say the joker for years or this is a person who's just now starting out as the joker yeah it's just at some point in time this is the actor i would say to play this character if that timeline works so jensen ackles is definitely i would say on the older side yeah but i still see him working as a jason todd red hood i would I would use this as an opportunity to say, hey, if you in the chat have any ideas as to who you would cast as some of these characters also, drop your ideas in there too because you might actually pop out with something that neither one of us were thinking and that would be like, whoa. Yeah. You get, you got a good one there. We like that one. Um, or also you can uh, vote which one of us you think has a better <laughs> choice, better pick for the role. Because yeah, that's what the show needs is ego stroking. <laughs> <laughs> Me more than you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm confident in mine. Um, and then also, like, we should probably, for those who may not know, I'm, I'm, I assume that everybody would know who these people are that we're talking about. But Dane DeHaan came from uh, that sh- that movie Chronicle and from Amazing Spider-Man 2. Yeah. And he played Harry Osborn. So. Yeah. Justin Ackles was from uh, Smallville and... Uh, I love that you said Smallville first. Supernatural. Well, Supernatural, I, wa- yeah. I didn't watch Supernatural. I watched Smallville. Yeah. Same. Um, anyways... Uh, so that's our picks for Red Hood. The next one up on this is uh, the ventriloquist, uh, Arnold, it was Arnold Lesker or something like that, uh, and Scarface, which Scarface was his ventriloquist doll. So, I mean, that one, like, we don't need to cast the doll, but no. who would you have as ventriloquist? Uh, so this is an interesting one, too. Do you want to do back and forth where, like, you, you revealed yours first? Yeah. You want me to do mine first? Yeah, we can do it. Okay, so I went with uh, a lot of my picks, I would say, come from, like, the 90s animated show because mm-hmm. pretty much almost everyone in this list was on there, with the exception of two. Yeah, I know of two right off the bat. Yeah, two of these characters were not on the animated one. 
<laughs> Garces Jeff Dunham is the ventriloquist. Uh, you know, <laughs> I did not even think of that, and that would have been good. I don't know what Jeff Dunham's like actual acting ability Jeff is. Jeff Dunham or Terry Fader? Uh, no, no Jeff, not Terry Fader. Uh, Jeff Dunham was in uh, Dinner for Schmucks with the puppet. Yeah, but he was basically playing himself. Uh, uh, kind of, just a weirder version of himself. But Which, again, actually, it's not, that's not bad. To be fair, the ventriloquist would probably be playing himself, too. Yeah. Uh, so for my pick on ventriloquist, I went with uh, Toby Jones, yeah. who was uh, Arnim Zola in the Captain America movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, just I mean, if you compare it to like the '90s cartoon of ventriloquist, I think there's a lot of similarities and a lot of like the personality wise, I think kind of fits as well. Yeah. So I think that would be a really good pick. Uh, I like that. I think uh, I think definitely there's there's a lot of room for Toby Jones to have some fun with that role too. Um, my pick for him was uh, Bob Balaban, another yeah. Monuments Men pick. <laughs> all of us, all, all at what every Batman are, villain is from Monuments Men. At what point are you cl- are you casting George Clooney for someone other than Batman? Yeah, <laughs> well, uh, funny you should say that. I got Bill Murray is playing Batman. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, I'm just kidding. Uh, we didn't cast Batman or Robin. Or, this is just straight villains. This is just yeah, with uh, Red Hood as an anti-villain. Yeah, that's roughly about it. <laughs> I guess technically Catwoman's an anti-villain too. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, um, I picked Bob Alban. Now, technically speaking, uh, I look at this pick. I, I go strictly based off of looks. I have no clue whether or not Bob Alban can do Scarface's voice too. Yeah, um, and he's like also in his seventies, so he is getting kind of up there in age. But like if we're if we're going based on looks looks wise, that he definitely he definitely strikes me as the right appearance and for the Vangelist. So Bob Balaban's not like a major name. What else no. was he in? Uh, would you say famously in? I know he was in like a lot of like dramas and stuff. That's the main one I remember. I I can stand and recall right now is Monuments Men. I would have to bring up his IMDb to try to remember some of these other ones. Yeah, I know I've seen him in a couple of things. I can't remember off the top of my head. I want to say he was like in The Negotiator and Boiler Room. It's possible. Uh, I might be confusing him with another actor. He's definitely one of those actors that, yeah, he's not a big name, but he's definitely been around for a while. Yeah. Uh, Gosford Park. Okay. Uh, So next one is uh, Hugo Strange, a psychologist who, in the cartoon, he discovers who Batman truly is, and then he tries to auction off uh, Batman's identity. Here's the fun one, because there's a few of these where I feel like there's a higher possibility that we might have picked the same person, Mm -hmm. and I'm really curious to see if if that ends up happening or not. This is one of those where I feel like it... It almost makes sense that we would pick. We would almost pick the same person on this one. Um, Mine's. I feel like mine's in left, like out of left field. Then we definitely have not picked the same person on this one. I actually picked two. Uh, The first one that I started with, uh, real quick before before we move there, Garth said he would cast Ben Whishaw as the ventriloquist. Q in New Bond, voice of Paddington. He was also uh, in uh, Mary Poppins Returns. Yeah, as Michael Banks. Yeah. yeah, I I actually kind of like that. If that's not bad either. Going yeah. going with a younger cast, I think that's actually not a bad choice yeah. for for the Chill Quest. Um, so yeah, he is the voice of Paddington. That's right. Oh, um, for Hugo Strange, uh, my initial pick, someone that I would like, already going to be in the upcoming Batman movie. Uh, my initial pick was Andy Serkis mm. for the for the role of Hugo Strange. I thought 
man, I could just picture that. He's got the beard. He's got he's got like his beard from when he played like Claw, and then gla- the glasses. Great. The one I end up going with just because Andy Serkis is going to be playing Alfred, I believe, in the Batman movie coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went with Ben Kingsley. Ben King Ben Kingsley, I think, has the one. He would have the look. Two, I think, he has the right demeanor. Yeah, for uh, Hugo Strange, he can he can like if you go back and you watch say Shutter Island, uh, you see how he he played his character in Shutter Island. I'm imagining that talking to Batman. Mm-hmm. He's got that intellectual side. I think Ben Kingsley really would fit that role. So Garth is saying, cast uh, for fun, cast Benedict Cumberbatch. That's a good one too. Hugo Doctor Hugo Strange. I mean, okay. <laughs> Uh, so mine, nice. like I said, mine's completely out of left field, and mine's one of those like, okay, did you you just pick that just so you could say that actor in this? But if you think about it, especially if any of y'all know the character of Hugo Strange from the comics, I think it might actually kind of fit in a weird way. I went with Nicolas Cage, that just is- just to see him start off. Like, uh, imagine that when you first meet him, yeah, you're meeting him as like that solid professor doctor. Like you, you, you get him like totally straight, but then as the movie progresses and things start to go like south, and he just starts to just unhinge. slightly unhinge a little. Now you, you, you're straight into Nicolas Cage territory by the end of that movie. I think that would be fantastic. But the thing with that is to do the Batman, not the Batman. To do Hugo Strange, especially in that kind of movie, it definitely requires the support of other villains being in the movie. Yeah. That you need that's that's one I would I would picture Hugo Strange just pulling the strings like with other villains and that something just goes completely bad and now he's just see, losing his mind. I don't know if I can see Nicolas Cage pulling the strings of other villains. That's but see that's why I think I it would be really see, good. I can definitely see Ben Kingsley doing that. Yeah. I mean, your your comparison to Shutter Island, absolutely. Yeah. But just imagine it's someone who, again, starts off as a straight man, but because he's a super villain and he just starts losing it, yeah, that works straight in Nicolas Cage's like realm. So I like that one. That's fascinating. Mm-hmm. Uh, this next one, you can give me a little bit of insight. I did go strictly off of appearance because I know nothing about this villain. Yeah. The Clock King. Clock King. Uh, Temple Fugit. Uh, yeah, uh, in the cartoon, uh, and I know, like, I, I keep referencing the cartoon, but the, again, that's my primary, like, connection to it. Uh, it's like he, you were a kid in the 90s he, or something. Yeah. He was, uh, he was an office worker, like an accountant or something, but he was very strict on time, and uh, he must be doing, er- like, exactly, like, he must have break at exact this time. He yeah. must get up at this time in the morning. Almost kind of sounds like me at some point. Uh, for those of y'all not familiar, I am kind of a stickler on my timetables as well. You can ask him. and Like, I plan days in advance to take a vacation and adjust my sleep and eat eating patterns and everything. You do not understand the phrase, fly by the seat of your pants. No. I am, I'm very, very time-oriented. Um, so... Yeah, it's someone who's like that, just even more hardcore OCD about time. Uh, in the in the cartoon, the mayor he shares like a train or 
subway ride with uh, Mayor Hill, mm-hmm. who tells him that like you're too wound up, you're too stressed up because of this timetable. Like, take your break like five minutes later. Just learn to enjoy life and stop being so by the book. He takes his break five minutes later and just butterfly effect. Everything goes south. He ends up losing his job. Just it's Ooh. a series of unfortunate events. Not by Lemony Snicket. And so because of that, it ruins his life. He completely blames Mayor Hill for giving him that suggestion. He later on becomes a villain that's time-based, and he gets revenge what on Mayor weird, Hill. What a weird, weird yeah. reason to become a villain. It is, but it's a fantastic episode. It, like, it really was a good episode of the cartoon. So, yeah. Um, so based off of that, I guess my turn to go first. Hit my mic. I'm sorry if that... Yeah. My, tur- my, my turn to go first on this one. So... I kind of like wanted to stick with that prim and proper, but also again, someone who could potentially just kind of lose it a little bit. Yeah, I went with Steve Buscemi. You and you, so you decided to go a little bit older on this character too. Yeah, and again, the age is the age isn't so much as important as I feel like what the character, okay. the actor can embody and how they could pull off that character. And I feel like Steve Buscemi could easily do something like this. Because he's definitely he's definitely more of a cartoon himself. He yeah. can he can be more of a cartoon, but he, he can also be. just be just a flat out straight solid yeah. performer. Well, here's the thing with your casting, I think you're out of your element, Donnie. Um, yeah. And I'm just well, I just want to say that like your opinion, man. <laughs> Bingo. I just I really just want to say that. Um, so for Clock King, I casted Donald Gleason. I went younger. Um, <laughs> I have a feeling this name will pop up later too. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I, I based off of the select few character appearances I could Google search, Google mm-hmm. image search, and from what it, how you describe Keep the talking, character, I'm gonna go check the AC. It's hot. Yeah. So, so from how how you described the character, yes, you you sitting right there, how you described the character, absolutely. Uh, definitely, I feel like. Uh, Donald Gleason. Oh, there you are. Okay. Uh, I feel like Donald Gleason can do that. He can. I mean, you, so you've seen with like General Hux, mm-hmm. to the degree that he has already played villains. Uh, I don't know if you can use Peter Rabbit as an example for that. I didn't see that movie, but I've seen like trailers and stuff. Um, he he has, he does have the ability to unhinge and go a little bit insane. Uh, but at the same time, he yes, prim and proper. He definitely strikes me as the type of person that can be that by the book. We got to do things this way. Yeah. And we're only doing it this way and then just lose it. Mm-hmm. So that's a good one. Uh, let's see. Garth said he likes the idea of Ben Kingsley, I guess, as Hugo Strange. Uh, and then he's talking about maybe a certain Schmodown person who keeps checking their wristwatch. Which Schmodown person is constantly checking their watch? Oh, uh, primetime. Paulo Yama. Nice. Poliyama would be perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he says, I might like to see Adam Driver in the role. Adam Driver is Clock King? Uh, po- potentially. I was really wanting to fit Adam Driver in somewhere on here, and I just couldn't. There's a couple. There's, oh, Man, there's another one I could probably stick him in right there, too. I'll talk about that maybe here in a second. Yeah, oh, now that I think about it, yeah, there is a villain. There's another villain. I probably actually, if I think about it more, I probably could stick him in, too. Yeah. In fact, I'm gonna put his name on here. Is like now that I'm thinking about it, I would make that. Um, so next one is Black Mask, which we had a, essentially a good performance by Ewan McGregor. I really like Ewan McGregor in that role. But 
that's the thing. You weren't you weren't really familiar with Black Mask before. I was going. I was expecting him to play it like Black Mask appeared in Under the Red Hood. Yeah, which is still. Uh, but you kind uh, of did. Uh, kind of, but there's a huge difference. Black Mask in that in Under the Red Hood is closer to the actual like comic book Black Mask. Uh, again, this is also one of the two characters that's on this list that was not in the '90s cartoon because they just thought he was like a little too radical, especially with the black skull mask to be in the cartoon so he was yeah. not in the 90s animated series um so this one is, is this one you first or me first uh so you first me, who talks first you two talks first yeah uh i'll I actually go I this think is I, yeah this I is I you first, first yeah. yeah you did clocking uh so for a black mask um i'm trying to think of somebody who so, so if you look at if you look at the character of Black Mask, he, like a lot of these villains, I'm noticing a pattern now. He can be reserved, and you know, let's get let's handle business, let's get it done. But then he does get unhinged. He's like the definition of getting unhinged. Yeah. And so I'm looking at an actor who, again, is capable of playing to both sides. Which again, I mm-hmm. thought Ewan McGregor was great. Ewan McGregor could play both sides. Mm-hmm. Maybe he didn't spend enough time in one. Don't know. Yeah. Uh, in this role, though, I'm looking at somebody who has who has had experience playing both a. I use the word regal. Black mask isn't regal, but I use someone who can, can handle business, but also has played a role that is just radical. Mm-hmm. Uh, I picked Lee Pace. Ah, I picked Lee Pace as Black Mask because I think one, he looks like Roman Sionis, and two, he. I think that he's got the chops to play both sides of the coin. So Lee Pace, who was uh, Ronan the Accuser in Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy, and then he was, uh, what's his face? Thran- in- Thranduil in the Hobbit movies. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, then he was also the Pie Man Ned in uh, Pushing Daisies, mm-hmm. which that was show was delightful. Just delightful. Yeah, uh, that's a good one. I, I, I can see that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went with someone who's actually been in a DC movie before, but also kind of the same idea. Could play reserve, but also could fly off the handle. I went with uh, an all-time American treasure, William Fickner. Because he has, the, he has yeah. that ability to be like nice, straight to the point. But then when he loses it, do you know whose money you're taking? Your friends are dead. You and your friends are dead. Yeah. Like he could I got it. He like take that that line and just push it a little bit more into like more of just straight up like furious like seeing red bluto type anger. I see it. Yeah. I see that the one of these other names that I saw when I was doing my studying through and trying to pick out ones. I saw uh Rufus Sewell and I was yeah. like I actually can see that too. Uh I think he was was it a king? Like he was in a knight's tale. He was, I believe, the uh, the lord or the king or whatever of mm-hmm. the land, what what have you. But it's been a while since I've seen that movie. Um, I can see him in that role too. But yeah, no, I like uh, I like Fickner, yeah. especially if you like. Also, you go and you watch. Uh, was it Date Night? Oh yeah. And he's just he's just completely he he's he is actually kind of both in Date Night. He is. He was like this the D, the DA or the mayor or whatever, mm-hmm. and so he was he was that he was that businessman type. But then he by the end of the movie, like oh oh, he was he was kind of insane. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, so the next one on the list is I wish all- we like had these like images of, like these actors and the characters to pop yeah, up. Yeah, uh, that's one of the things I will be working on in the very near future. 
um, <clears throat> that I can just push <clears throat> a button and boom, there it is on the screen for yeah. you to see. Yep. Uh, so the next one is also a character who was not on the cartoon because, well, he wasn't actually in the comics yet. Uh, oh, yeah. So that one was is Hush. Uh, Thomas Elliot. No, I'm wanting to tell you who I'm casting for these roles. <laughs> you know, funny. I, have to, I have to talk to do that. Yeah. Uh, so Hush is... Uh, Dad doc- jokes. Yeah. Dr. Thomas Elliot. Um, the thing with Hush is he's a very complex character yeah. uh, that you you really have to earn the right to do Hush. Yeah. Like, you need to have a good, solid series. Like, if they were to have done a fourth uh, Nolan Batman movie, uh, keeping Batman obviously still alive and not him, like, faking his death or whatever, mm-hmm. um, if they were to do a fourth one, they would have... He easily had deserved the ability to do Hush. And especially if they could have brought back like a lot of the previous characters, I know like Joker, not really, but yeah, the, a lot of the rest of them would have been great and could have made a fantastic movie had they done that. Uh, my casting for Hush, I went with uh, David Wenham, uh, who played Faramir yeah. in the Lord of the Rings. Uh, just he looks like he's got he's got that prestige look to him. As if he had grown up with Bruce Wayne, so they both came from a, like an affluent family. He's got that look that looks like it should be wrapped up in in yeah, and then put his face in bandages. He should look like a mummy or something. Yeah, um, yeah, no, I think that that's that's definitely a good choice. I went with uh, someone who I initially thought when casting a new Batman, you know, a few years ago. I would have picked as Bruce Wayne and Batman. Mm-hmm. Not now, because I think uh, he's get, he's starting to get too old for it. Uh, I'm going to dive back into the Hobbit series and go with Richard Armitage. <laughs> like we both pulled from Middle Earth on yeah, this. Yeah, essentially. I'm going to dive into uh, and get uh, Richard Armitage, though, who mm-hmm. played uh, Thorn. Mm-hmm. So he, he, I mean, Hush is another one of those characters I don't know too well. I know, he, I believe he was a childhood best friend. Yes. Uh, I think of that, Bruce Wayne, that yes. That might, might, might be the spoiler or whatever. I don't know. No, but. it's not a spoiler. Anyway, yeah, he's a childhood best friend mm-hmm. of Bruce Wayne. So we're talking about, yeah, we're talking about somebody who grew up with him. We're talking about someone who uh, would be probably about the age range of a Batman in this series of movies, mm-hmm. which, you know. Depending on, again, which time frame of Batman's life we're talking about, mm-hmm. that hush could potentially exist along with the age of Batman, of Bruce in the movies. And I think, I think, uh, y- with Richard Armitage, you've got somebody who has just enough star power that they're not necessarily concerned with keeping their face wrapped up the entire time, mm-hmm. but they do they do have enough experience and enough uh, what have you like they do have that star power to be able to to hold the the weight of who the Hush character is. Yeah. Um. And I think if you go back and you watch The Hobbit, you go back and you see the character of Thorin, he's definitely a weight of the world on his shoulders type guy. So I I can easily see him playing that friend, that old best friend of uh, of Bruce Wayne, you know, playing that just what happened to you kind of villain. Yeah. Uh Garth uh, is saying that he'd like to see Hugh Laurie as Hush because <laughs> Hugh Laurie has that experience playing a neurotic doctor. There you go. Um, hey, Vernon Green's dropping by. How's it going, Vernon? 
Uh, saying, uh, stopping by to see what's happening here. We are fan casting Batman villains is what's happening. If you've got ideas, anything you want to drop in as we go through these characters, feel free to drop it in the chat and let us know because uh, yeah. we might get some good ones in there. Uh, moving on to the next one, we got uh, Mad Hatter. Uh, yeah. I, so, I had somebody picked out for this a long time ago, and I just could not remember who I had picked out for that role. I got a couple of them I think that would have been good had... The thing is, is I, I, and we didn't explicitly state this between the two of us, but we're choosing people that are still alive. Cause, yes. Because there are people from like way back when that I would have chosen for some of these roles. Unfortunately, they've passed away. Like I would have picked Robin Williams for like Hugo Strange. Oh, oh, absolutely. That would have yeah. been a fantastic casting right there. Yeah. Uh, for Mad Hatter, especially going again, going based off of like the animated series, uh, I I would have gone with like say making uh. I'm <laughs> going based completely on his uh his look in the animated series. I would have gone with uh oh what's his name? You might actually oh. end up popping out with the person that I'm I was blanking. I'm blanking other on other movies. One. He hasn't been in a movie. This would have been like his acting debut if he was in this. What um, was he from? Queen. Freddie Mercury. Freddie Mercury. Yeah. Yeah. You couldn't think of Freddie Mercury's name. I couldn't think of Freddie Mercury's name. See, it's not like we're doing this live or anything. You just can't blank on Freddie Mercury's name. Yeah. So that would be my problem in the Schmodown is like I know who I'm talking about. Just that that one split instant of being able to pull the name. I was like, wow, for you, some reason I know this name. I love Queen of Freddie on. Mercury. Yeah. I just, for some reason. Wait. So is this informing who you're about to say is the cast as Mad Hatter? No. Oh, okay. uh, I went with that one just, again, based on the 90s animated series. They did do him with, like, the severe overbite, so that's why I was originally thinking going with Freddie Mercury because of that famous overbite. Um, yeah, I was expecting you to uh, use that to inform your casting choice. Yeah, so this one is, what, you go first? Um, we were doing a great job keeping up yeah, with I that. Yeah, I know. Me, me, me. Yes, yeah, this is you go first. Yeah. Yeah, so like why why Ooh, there's a couple of good ones in the uh why aren't the you chat there? Russell Brand or Willem Dafoe. Why aren't you picking Rami Malik? Um Yeah. That anyway, would have been good. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was saying. Uh no, I went with and this is one of the ones uh so like behind the scenes we were talking about <clears throat> this beforehand. This is one of the ones I was telling you was I think you don't initially think about, but if you actually do think about it for a minute, you're like, Oh, actually yeah. Uh-huh. Uh Shalto Copley. Oh yeah, I do like that one. Yeah. Oh, I didn't think of that. That is a good one. He's he's definitely out of left field. Uh, but Charlton Copley from District Nine. District Pretty much Nine. anything Neil Blomkamp has done. A team. Oh yeah, he was uh he he was uh Matt uh, not Matt B A uh Mad Murdoch. Yeah. In in the eighteen movie. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. I actually like that. I think. I mean, if you know if you know Shalta Copley, I mean, going based off of what I know of him from the A Team movie, mm-hmm. which is one of those movies that a lot of people don't like, but I actually do enjoy. I don't like it. That's yeah, fine. He was uh, playing the Dwight Schultz character. I, I, sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> For those of y'all familiar with Dwight Schultz, anyway, uh, going based off his character from that movie, though, there's a reason they called him Mad in that movie is mm-hmm. because he was. Again, insane. Yeah. Like, pretty much every Batman villain is at this point. Insane. Yeah. <clears throat> but if you go and you look at the character of Mad Hatter, like, uh, again, most of most of my experience, too, is also going to be from the animated series, not necessarily from the comics. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so I am going to go off of the Mad Hatter from the animated series. It's a one-to-one for me. 
that that's exactly the type of like I I can't not see Charlotte Copley playing Mad Hatter like that. Yeah. Uh, my pick on this one, I went with uh, Paul Giamatti. Just like again, like it, it with a Russian gets, accent. No, oh. no, not the stupid Rhino oh. character he played. I am the Rhino. That's it, Garth. Garth got it. Crispin Glover is that. Mad I was that. That I is was, the one. That is the one I was trying to think of and couldn't this entire time. I was thinking of like potentially <laughs> casting Crispin Glover as someone as well. And Crispin, I, just, I couldn't figure out who it would be. Uh, yes, that is that is the that is the casting choice I was trying to think of, and I I could not. My brain did not get to Crispin Glover. That's yes. a good one too. Uh, if not Charlotte Copley, I would definitely cast Crispin Glover in that role. So. Uh, Crispin Glover is probably the is probably one of the ones I would actually probably recommend for the next one, actually. The, yeah. The problem with the next one is that Scarecrow is honestly, in my opinion, I think like your opinion also, a lot of people's opinion, one of the best casted already. Yeah. I don't think you really could cast anyone better than Killian Murphy, and it's really, really hard. In fact, I actually prefer the casting of Killian Murphy to Scarecrow almost more than any other Batman villain casting that has actually ever been. Including Joker. Including the Jokers. Like, okay, Jack Nicholson, fantastic. Heath Ledger, awe-inspiring. Yeah. That was great casting. But the casting of Killian Murphy as Scarecrow, Professor Crane. It's the Batman. That is so perfect. Yeah. That's like Patrick Stewart as Professor X levels of perfect there. Um, so I, I had I, I find it hard to cast someone else. That's who I was originally going with because I, I really just did not want to pick anyone else. But mm-hmm. through what we've talked about already, I could also potentially see it's not as perfect, but I could see... Andy Circus yeah. would be good. Uh, Adam Driver. This is the one I was saying. Oh, I could see That's Adam Driver as that person. Or now Crispin Glover also could be a really good scarecrow. All three of them, I think, would be good, but nowhere near as good as Killian Murphy was. So you didn't necessarily nail down one specific person for that role. No. So this is this is the one I was telling you that. Uh, yeah, Killian Murphy killed that role, but this person I'm about to tell you, you know could do this role pretty well, too. Uh-oh. James McAvoy. Think about Split. <coughs> yeah. Think about Split. Yeah. That's that's what uh, that's what I go to. Like, I mean, we got to get Professor X out of our heads, but uh, if we're looking at how he portrayed... Uh, what was his name in Split? Crumb. Yeah. His first name aside. Robert Wendell Crumb. Robert Wendell Crumb, yeah. Of course you remember uh, Robert. Uh, Yeah, that's... I'm looking at uh, how he portrays himself or how he portrays that character in Split and using that kind of... it's There's like a clinical side to it where Scarecrow is like a... He's a sane insane. He's definitely yeah. insane. He's definitely out of his mind, but he's also... He's... He, He's a he's a nice sober drunk is how I would say. <laughs> he he's aware of what he's doing, but he's definitely drunk. Uh, and Malcolm brings up uh, me, and <laughs> yeah, I could kind of see it. I would do it. You're like really acting. If, yeah. some, if somebody casted me, I would definitely do it. I I would definitely yeah yeah. Uh, so so we got about eleven minutes left, so we kind of need okay. to fly through some of these a little bit faster. Nope, we got a little this. bit longer. Um talk about so, that stupid movie news too long yeah uh next one is bane 
Bane. Yeah. I'm already perfectly casted. Yeah. Uh, so who do you got for Bane? Bane. I wanted to go with somebody who was definitely uh, still of kind of like Spanish-ish origin. Yeah. Or at least somewhere close to Spanish-ish origin and was definitely still a big guy. Uh, this is the one cast that I have taken from the MCU. Uh, when I say taken from the MCU, I mean a main character from the MCU, mm-hmm. uh, Dave Batista. which I know there's been a lot of talking online about him actually trying to get that role. Mm-hmm. And it just the, it just, it just never lined up. Mm-hmm. He hasn't been able to do it. He's, I think he's been trying for it, but just hasn't matched up for him. Uh, yeah, Bane. That, that's pretty good. Uh, I went with uh, someone like I was trying to think of someone that again was also like Hispanic in in ethnicity. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we haven't had one yet, so I figured why stop now? <laughs> that I went with uh, his name's Gregor Clegane. Uh, you might there's know, a name. Yeah, you might actually know him as the Mountain from Game of Thrones. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That big dude. Wait, what was his name again? Like Gregor Clegane, I'm probably mispronouncing that. Oh, you're definitely that. not pronouncing it right. I'm not pronouncing it, but like I think he's like Norwegian or something. So completely not Hispanic at all whatsoever. But yeah. that is a big, big guy. You would he have to definitely the, has the look of Bane. You're taking Bane, and you're definitely making him European at that point. Yeah, which Spain's in Europe, but meh. I mean, again, we really haven't gotten a his a, a true Hispanic Bane. The the jury's out on that first Bane. Well, yeah. Well, oh. no, no, because we saw we saw him before he oh, became Bane. Oh, yeah, he yeah. was. Uh, right. Oh, what's his name? He's a little scrawny dude. He well, he's a character actor. He's in like a bunch of stuff, and I can't remember. I, he was. Uh, he was in uh, X two. He was uh, Jason. Jason in X two. Yeah, Striker's son. Okay. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it was him. Uh, which I think they kind of made him look Hispanic. I don't know if they put him like in a Hispanic face type of makeup that's, or whatever. That's really interesting. Kind of like what they did to what's her face as Vasquez and Aliens. Yeah, that and that's. I think that's going to be the issue you always run into with Bane is you if you're trying to check off all the boxes. Yeah. You're probably not necessarily going to be able to unless you're casting Dave Bautista. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's see, Garcia and cast Rey Mysterio. See yeah. that, that I mean, and then there's that too. I think you're Ray, looking for Ray a wrestler. Rey Mysterio needs to bulk up a lot. Uh, following what Malcolm's saying here, Big Show. Big Show actually, I I think is the proper uh, physical like hype Appearance, and build. Yeah. I think like for Big Show, at least when the little bit when I watched wrestling like way back in the day, uh, I would say he would have been a good Bane, but he probably needs to get cut a little bit more, especially when Bane Tone is like up. Yeah. when Bane's pumping the venom and he's like. And he actually does like bulge like veins and stuff. But you're li- so also um, you want to take into consideration that we, outside of Tom Hardy, we haven't had a Bane that's had like the with the proper acting experience necessary because yeah. Bane is a very intelligent villain. Too. He's genius level. Yeah. And I think as far as that goes, Tom Hardy knocked it out of the park. Mm-hmm. But that also is a very different Bane than the Bane you get in the comics. Yeah. So. Uh, these next, the next two, I, I feel like we need to do these two kind of together because, yep. well, <laughs> they're related. They're related. Uh, and that would be, uh, Ra's al Ghul and Talia. Yeah. Uh, father and son. And son. Father, father and, and son. son. Talia. Well, hey, you know. Uh, father and daughter. I'm not going to assume Talia's gender. Yeah. Um, so on mine, I kind of went like out of the box with this one and, 
for Rachel Ghoul to get that like real like uh, authoritative, uh, but like mysterious type of yeah. Uh, I actually went. Uh, what's his name? Jamon Hansu. Ooh. Especially if you look at like some of the images of his facial hair, just fits with the Rachel Ghoul facial hair, and I was like, okay, he's already kind of got these look down like in a lot of his. His promotional images and pictures of him—that's a—that's a choice. I can see that one. Now the thing is, is of course, Rachel Ghoul is like East European, yeah. so I mean, yeah, we're, we're we're casting a black actor for this, but I think that he still encompasses the, uh, like the look and the feel and the respect. If you were to put him as Rachel Ghoul, you would completely see that. Also, we got to note that he's been in multiple Marvel and DC movies at this point. Yeah. Uh, well, so that's going to feed into my next one, who is, uh, as his daughter, is someone who I would say is like not a main member of the MCU, but she's like a main side person. And uh, for Talia, I'm going with uh, Tessa Thompson, Valkyrie from the MCU. Okay. As... Yeah, as Talia, and again, depending on who who's playing Bruce Wayne and what part of I like it life, uh, I I think t- that Tessa Thompson has the look, but t- to potentially pull off uh, Talia, I cannot get comfortable no matter what position I'm sitting in. Yeah, um, yeah, no, I like that. I think that 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 combo is a uh, would be a, would make a really good combo for for a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, for me. Uh, I stuck with kind of the going towards that East European kind of feel. Um, and I went with uh, somebody who would never do this role. But, hey, you know, it's a fan cast. They don't have to actually do the role. Uh, Vigo Mortensen. As, uh, and I think – and let me explain. I believe this one's also – not only would he not do the role, but it is low-hanging fruit too. It's yeah. just – give him the facial hair, boom, do his hair. It's, it's like the Liam Neeson pick. For me, Liam Neeson – it wasn't necessarily who I would initially think, but he was perfect. The Liam Neesons. <laughs> the Liam Neesons. Yeah, I thought Liam Neeson was perfect for, for the role. Um, and then also I thought uh, Marion Cotillard was perfect for Talia, oh, yeah. too. Yeah. Um, I took the pause because I was trying to make sure I could try to pronounce her name correctly. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Talia, in this case for me, I picked uh, – <clears throat> and I was also looking at, like, eight proper age range, too. I was looking at uh, Natalie Dormer, <coughs> who is probably also in the MCU. Also, yeah, probably she's upwards of the uh, upper thirties, mm-hmm. which uh, you know I'm figuring at this time that's about where the age range that you'd see Batman. I can see her that doing too. that. Yeah. So uh, I'm looking at we're looking at Viggo Mortensen and Natalie Dormer as my picks for Roz Rayshago, however you want to pronounce his dang name, and Talia. Yeah. Uh, next one. Catwoman. Oh, Gartha Oscar Isaac. As Oscar Isaac and Daniel Radcliffe from uh, Malcolm. Oscar Isaac is somebody that I was trying to figure out where to stick to because I yeah. really want to see him. And I was thinking Bane, but man, would he have to bulk up considerably in order to do Bane. Yeah. Uh, next one, Catwoman. And who do you have for Catwoman? Catwoman. So initially I had this person. <gasps> Barry. Yeah, no. <laughs> Patience Phillips. Uh, th- I initially had this person picked for Talia, but uh, when I picked... You know, when I picked uh, Viggo Mortensen, I was like, okay, now let's let's fi- let's find a tally that fits him. Uh, I decided to switch this person over to Catwoman. Mm-hmm. Uh, I picked Sophia Butella. Okay, she has a she's she's got a dancing background, mm-hmm. which 
tells me automatically she's going to handle like some acrobaticism. She can do the the cat's got to land on all fours all the time. Uh, plus, she's got that sleek, mysterious vibe to her. Almost like a mummy typo. Yeah. Boom. So there's Mummy, Star Trek Boom. Beyond, and uh, Kingsman. Yeah. She, she's... I think she's done enough now that she's she's earned the place to be able to take on a, such an iconic role like Catwoman also. Yeah. Uh, mine, I went like a little older on it, uh, and I went with Emily Blunt. Just because I was... This is a type of role I think that she... she technically like should have gotten this kind of role if she had been playing uh black widow originally had she been originally cast as black widow like she was supposed to have been uh but she got hung up filming uh gulliver travels with jack black and so yeah i know that sucks <laughs> and so they casted ScarJo instead this is the type of role that i think she should have been able to play and i think she might do very well as catwoman uh kind of in the same vein as uh Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah. Uh, the next one we got. Uh, let's see. Was it Thomason McKenzie as Catwoman? I'm trying to remember. Uh, the next one is Poison Ivy. Uh, mine, mine. Like I said, this is one of the ones that I say is a cop out because she's the voice of Uma po- Thurman. She's oh. the voice of Poison Ivy oh, in, you the, with- in the Harley Quinn cartoon. I went with Lake Bell. Yeah. Because uh, Lake Bell, I mean, if you look at Poison Ivy in that cartoon, the Poison Ivy kind of looks like Lake Bell also. A little bit, yeah. I mean, uh, green face, red hair. Yeah. So uh, that I think that would be a really good choice. Especially just a fan of her voice at this point. Yeah. Um, I went with... Someone who's definitely older than Lake Bell. Um, but I wanted, again, I'm casting this around the idea that that Bruce Wayne Batman is somewhere in the 35 to 45 range. And so this is this is kind of the degree of which I'm trying to cast this to. Uh, I went with Eva Green. She controls the green. Um, yeah, I saw that one and I contemplated that as well. I just, uh, I'm not a huge fan of Eva Green. Oh, she's great. I just, I just really have not liked her in that much stuff. Casino here's, Royale. Here's the other thing, too. I'm not a big fan of Lake Bell either, but I yeah. just felt like Lake Bell looked a little bit more like Poison Ivy. But uh, I like the idea of Eva Green. Um, she's she's def- She can definitely do the sultry side of Poison Ivy, but also she can be like a mysterious and uh, intimidating and kind of scary. She can, she can hold something scary about her also mm-hmm. uh threatening so garth is saying olivia wilde is poison ivy I, you know i was actually considering olivia wilde also for uh catwoman while doing this yeah i mean olivia wilde is one of those that you could you honestly could cast in a lot of these like female superhero yeah. kind of roles and she would she would probably fit pretty nicely uh two-face two-face now Two-Face, this is the one, this is another one of those where this actor came up and I was like, I've got to stick this guy somewhere. Mm-hmm. Where can I fit him? And I looked at Two-Face and I was like, yes, 100%, absolutely. Uh, Brian Cranston. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, Brian Cranston playing Harvey Dent, mm-hmm. uh, the D, the DA. Yeah. And then half yeah. the face gets completely scarred or <laughs> so what have half, you. Of, half of him is a, a chemistry teacher the yeah. other half is heisenberg exactly <laughs> say my name say, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which one um 
That's a good one. Uh, mine, I kind of harken back to Batman 89 with the casting of Billy D. Williams as Harvey Dent. Uh, I actually went with uh, John David Washington as the Harvey Dent Two-Face. Denzel Washington's son who's going to yes. be in that upcoming movie, Ooh. Tenet, whatever that comes out. Ooh. John David Washington as Harvey Dent and then going the the route of the crazy two-face i like it that i i thought okay that's I, a good role for him i like it because he's somebody whose star power is on, definitely on the rise and you know he is going to be in some kind of role should he choose to decide choose to do a superhero movie he's going to be in a role like that for sure i like it uh vernon's saying his opinion on uh poison ivy uh, that one might come up in a little bit yeah <laughs> Uh, Garza, Billy D. Williams is Two-Face. He deserves another chance. You mean he deserves a second chance? Boo. Uh, Malcolm saying Mike Kalinowski <laughs> as Two-Face. <laughs> Mike Kalinowski is Green Lantern. You know, let's just make Mike Kalinowski like every comic book character. Give, give him a role in the DC Universe. The man the man has worked hard enough and he's worked tirelessly to earn a role in the DC yeah. Universe somewhere. And Vernon is saying uh, Two-Face, Mads Mikkelsen. That that's, could be good, too. That's another one that I really wanted. Like, there's a lot of these I really wanted to try to fit somewhere, and I couldn't fit Mads Mikkelsen in. Although. <laughs> a call back to him in a Billy D role. Have Donald Glover as Harvey Dent in Two-Face. You <laughs> that's know, funny. that's just funny. Every time Billy D Williams plays a role, like, years later, Donald Glover gets the same role. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. That's funny. Um, yeah, so for Penguin... Uh, I feel like I've heard this one as a casting rumor before, or like a lot of people have fan casted this one for <laughs> Penguin. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ah, you know what? I like it. I like the idea. I'm gonna stick it on there as well. John C. Riley. That's a that's an interesting choice. Yeah. Hey, give me your money. Well, you have to uh, think of him going like the straight roll on that, <laughs> rather than like shake and bake or whatever. Shake and bake. Wah, 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 wah. Yeah. Uh, it was uh, John C. Riley, I believe, was in. Uh, they did a movie about uh, 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 Laurel, uh, uh, Laurel, uh, Hardy, Stan and Hardy, or Stan and Laurel. I'm getting their first and Laurel last name. Hardy. Yes, they did a movie about them, and he played Stan and Ollie. Yeah, Stan and Ollie, something like that. Yeah, yeah. And he played. Uh, oh, man, now I'm losing which one is who. He was one of those two guys. Yes. You got nailed it. Perfect. Absolutely. Schmodown. You, you are ready to put a camera on your face. Uh like that one that I I think he could he could pull off like the straight role as far as penguin. Gar says here's here's where he would cast Paul Giamatti as penguin. And I can see Paul Giamatti as penguin also. That's a good one also. I can I wanted to go with someone that I definitely think could embody the look just a little bit easier than some of these other choices. Yeah. And uh, someone that I would say probably has enough prestige to be able to do it too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went with Timothy Spall. Okay, yeah. <clears throat> um, if you look at him, uh, like I would compare it to his role in uh, uh, Sweeney Todd. Yeah, like he ha- actually he does have that look of Penguin in that. I think that's yeah, that's probably the better choice over at least over John C. Riley. I think that's that's really good. I was looking at Timothy Spall or uh, Brendan Gleeson, and I went with uh, Timothy Spall first. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I look at Timothy Spall, and I'm like, okay, he's he's about the he, – he's still in the right age range. He could, he could pull off Penguin. He's mm-hmm. – you know, obviously Penguin's not that, you know, 
active of a villain so he's not having to do like these big action scenes or anything he's just got to fire a gun out of his umbrella i guess um i have robot penguins little wind up penguins or something but yeah i I mean you're putting the the prosthetic nose on you're throwing the monocle yeah uh i mean you look at that you look at tim thiesball he's british so he can handle being of the upper class yeah that's definitely a stereotype and i am not ashamed to admit it well malcolm says that that's a perfect choice though yeah Yeah. what malcolm's malcolm's in new zealand what are you talking about yeah uh (laughs) british so malcolm says kalinowski as catwoman might give people nightmares and then he also me he also says seth rogan as penguin (laughs) 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 um uh vernon saying elijah wood with some bodysuit more classy like burgess meredith i could see that uh and that might be the role that they're taking uh colin farrell in potentially yeah um moving up to riddler here's where i feel like i went a little bit more out of the box Mm -hmm. so to speak um but also i'm looking at another person whose star power is on the rise and then i'm thinking you know look could look dashing could look very dashing in a nice green suit but i'm also looking at someone who maybe can embody a little bit more mystery and kind of oh my gosh it's a mystery of who you picked it's a mystery of who i picked uh i went with lakeith stanfield okay for this one i Um, can see that yeah and you know i don't i really don't have like too much of a base off of that other than i could he's a tall skinny guy he's a tall skinny guy first of all yeah Physically, I could see him embody the role of uh, Riddler very well. Mm-hmm. I like Malcolm said Neil Patrick Harris. And that's true. For me, Neil Patrick Harris definitely is more of a cartoon. Yeah. Um, outside of, like, maybe Doogie Howser, I haven't really seen him, like, play anything serious. Yeah. Not not much. I mean, I know he does a lot of voices, and he's got that Lemony Snicket. Uh, he and... was kind of serious in uh, Starship Troopers. Okay. Cool-ish. Yeah, ish. Um, <laughs> Riddler, I'll, I will. Riddler, give me a riddle that I can't solve. Challenge accepted. Yeah. But yeah, no, I think uh, I think that would be a good give. Lakeith Stanfield a nice a nice villain to sink his teeth into, and I think we could see some really cool stuff out of him. So this is where I uh, put in uh, Domino Gleason. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Because I went the Dom Nogli. And then by saying this, I'm also like thinking back to what we were saying earlier. This might also, or uh, maybe not now, but maybe might have been a good role for uh, Crispin Glover at some point, too. Yeah, Crispin Glover. Uh, I can see Adam Driver doing this. Um, there there was someone else I was thinking, too. I can't remember. But. <laughs> Garth is saying uh, Sebastian Maniscalco. Maniscalco? Yeah. Or however you say that. What are you doing? <laughs> Riddle me this. Riddle me this. Yeah. Uh, Vernon says, I think Jim Carrey would be an excellent replay as Dark Riddler. Mm. However, DiCaprio would be interesting to see. Yeah. DiCaprio is one of those, like, if it was a like, Nolan Riddler, absolutely give me DiCaprio in the Nolan version of the Riddler. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of people have also said David Tennant as... Yeah. As Ooh, Riddler, that's a good one, yeah. and I think that's I think that would be that would almost probably be my number one pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want I did want to go a little bit more left field than some people might have been thinking with the Lakeith Stanfield because I think he's definitely someone that has that star power and could use probably a good villain role. Yeah, 
Um, so next one, Mr. Freeze. Uh, here's where I'm coming back to the uh, Netflix Daredevil show. I casted Charlie Cox. As Mr. Freeze? As Mr. Freeze. As Victor Freeze. Uh, that's... I'm definitely picturing someone who's a little bit older, but I definitely can see him also like being more reserved. Mm-hmm. Not that Daredevil wasn't a reserved character, but, but if it, it, don't look at him as like necessarily as Daredevil, but more of yeah. the Matt Murdock side, uh-huh. especially with wearing like the glasses. You can kind of picture like the Mister Freeze goggles, paint him blue, uh, paint him blue, shave his head, put him in like a weird funky bodysuit that's hopefully not run off of diamonds or cold puns. Otherwise, I'd kick your ice. <laughs> kick your ice. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I can see it. I can see that one actually. Yeah. Um, I went with uh, Jason Isaacs, which he's somebody that I want to cast in like everything because I think he needs to be in a lot of stuff. He could be pretty good on that. Yeah. I think, but I think honestly, like for Freeze, like I'm, a, I'm the same. I don't know if he's gonna shave his head, but maybe at least put him in a ball cap and put him in the same position because. Because Freeze is somebody that I believe has a, again, the word regal pops in my head, but has a presence to him mm-hmm. that Jason Isaacs could embody. Because Jason Isaacs is somebody that has a presence to him. And he's somebody, again, he's somebody that I could put into a lot of these kind of like villain roles that have have presence to them. So Malcolm is saying Sylvester Stallone's Mr. Freeze, and this just gave me an idea. What we actually need to do with some of these fan castings is, as we do more and more of these videos, and hopefully people start to learn and understand, like, uh, what, like, actor voices we can kind of, like, do an impression of, that what we do is like hey i want to hear roberts uh doing sylvester stallone as mr freeze how would that sound and then kind of i guess it's kind of like what they do on scm when they're like hey do that voice as that character like what would you do like hey uh yo uh hey uh why don't you just uh chill for a minute eh What what do you say? You just chill for a minute. Just wait over there. I'm gonna go steal uh, some stuff over here. Go help my wife out. You know she's she's really cold and she's she, frozen. She's you're losing frozen it. right now. You're losing it. Yeah, I know. The more you keep going, you're losing it. <laughs> but she, something you know, like she's that. really cold and frozen right now. Yo, you know. I <laughs> uh, Adrian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't do. I'm not doing Sylvester Stallone either. Uh, so uh, Malcolm says Jason Isaacs is always great. Stellan uh, Skarsgård is Mister Freeze. I like. I kind of like that too. Uh, that yeah, that would that could be pretty good. He always he's really good at playing the scientific type, whether mm-hmm. it's in Thor or Goodwill Hunting. Yeah, yeah. Um. So Malcolm one. says that was really good. Stop <laughs> petting his ego. Thanks, Malcolm. Yeah. I've already told you how much I love New Zealand. Or going younger than Alexander Skarsgård. Yeah, that's true too. Yeah. Um one Skarsgård or another. Yeah. <laughs> just get uh just just get the other one. The what? Is it Billy? Oh, Bill Skarsgård? Bill Skarsgård, yeah. The one who does Pennywise? Yeah. <laughs> I can't I can't do the eye thing. I can't do his li- his lip thing. He does that lip thing like it's so creepy. Yeah. The lip in his eyes just uh um, <laughs> Mr. So, Freeze is going to take take out some uh, children yeah. scare them. So we're down to our last two here, and these, I would say, are probably like the yep. two big two. Yeah, try to here. guess who we have left off so far. Yeah. Uh, so uh, second to last one, we got to tackle uh, Dr. Harleen Quinzel. Who would you cast as Harley Quinn? 
This is a this is the fun one because this one I'm actually pretty excited about who I casted. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I went ahead and decided to just roll off with uh, Samara Weaving. Yeah. Okay. Go with Margot Robbie's doppelganger. Yeah. All right, Alex Damon, stop it. <laughs> that's not funny. You need to stop. Uh, no, I didn't go with Samara Weaving. It's just that's the lowest hanging fruit possible. Yeah. Um. No, I went with uh, Zoe Dutch. That's pretty good. That's actually really good. I kind of like that. Uh, last thing I know that she was really popular from was uh, Zombie Land too. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really good casting. I kind of like that. That that to me is like okay, you got to pass that role on to somebody. Margot Robbie, I think, just nails it. I think Margot Robbie is yeah. the first and only choice for Harley Quinn. She just she kills it. Mm-hmm. Uh, literally, literally. But I'm looking at Zoe Dutch and I'm like. She, she there's there's something about her that maybe it's because she played kind of this like ditzy like character in Zombieland, mm-hmm. but then also like wasn't completely dumb. Yeah, and I'm like that's she's got she's got heavy Harley Quinn vibes to her. Yeah, um, yeah. Malcolm says Kaylee Cuoco. Yeah, I, I avoided the Kaylee Cuoco one. Um, so on mine, I picked someone who. Uh, who I like? I I would love to see, uh, as Harley Quinn, and she has the ability, uh, to pull off this role. I went with Emma Stone. Oh, jeez, because you get Emma Stone just doing completely zany off the wall, and I think that would be fantastic. I can see her. So, so the thing with Emma Stone is I can see her uh, personality-wise very easily portraying Harley Quinn. Yeah. Um, I think she's she's got the ability to essentially be possessed by Harley Quinn. Yeah. Uh, Looks-wise, uh, it depends on how you – like what Harley Quinn look you go with. Yeah. And if you were to stick closer to like the the original look of Harley Quinn in that – the red, the, the, red and, the red and black suit mm-hmm. with like the white makeup and so – yeah, probably. I I could see her potentially pulling yeah. that off pretty well. The if original like Arlene Sorkin look type. If you're of going thing. by the look that they've been doing with Margot Robbie, then mm. uh, I would actually also venture out like given some of her looks in the uh, the Arkham video game yeah series, she could probably pull off some of those looks as well. That's part of what led me to Zoe Dutch also. Yeah, was that. Uh, but like, if you were to stick her in the same outfit that Margot Robbie's been wearing, I don't think I don't think she could pull that off it, it, quite as well. It wouldn't it wouldn't necessarily feel like Harley Quinn at that point. Yeah. Um, and then we got the Clown Prince of Crime. This one's gonna be hard because there's so many people who've already done Joker so well. Yeah. There's also been people who've done Joker not so well. Um, and the thing is when looking at this one, do you go with like something that looks like it could be obvious? Do you go with like the straight up comedy type of character? Mm-hmm. Or when you look at the ones who have played Joker and have done so well, it's not necessarily someone who is immediately thought of as like a comedic actor. Yeah. Jack Nicholson, Heath Ledger, Joaquin Phoenix, they're not the forefront of a comical crazy type person playing this role so which one do you go with yeah so that was that was part of what i made my choice on 
what did you base yours on? <laughs> yeah, so I was thinking more along the lines of, you know, yeah, we're looking at all the Jokers that have come before, Jack Nicholson being the closest we've gotten to what I what I see in, like, say, the animated series, mm-hmm. which is the Joker that I really want to see portrayed in a movie on, in live action, is that straight-up cartoonish, comical, he's cracking jokes all the time, he's definitely still evil and maniacal, but he's definitely more of a a, a cartoonish character than really any of the ones. I mean, you you saw shades of that with Heath Ledger. You definitely saw more shades of that with Jack Nicholson. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted someone that I I think could embody that. I'm looking at somebody who definitely, like, physicality-wise, put the makeup on his face, nailed it, got it. Mm-hmm. But I'm looking at someone also who I'm hoping can tap into that really insane side and maybe does so a little bit i haven't watched the show legion but maybe does that a little bit i went with dan stevens that that could be pretty good that's that's some good casting right there a lot Um, of thought behind that one yeah uh and i know someone mentioned legion uh, a little while ago aubrey plaza as harley quinn as harley quinn in the same mode she didn't yeah possibly um that's really good i would be interested to see yeah because that would be closer to just like a straight solid joker but then give him the ability to just fly off the handle Mm -hmm. type of thing mine i went like a little bit closer to what i think is someone who could just be just the zany off the wall especially in looks yeah mine i did kind of venture more into well who do i think could potentially have that look of the joker already without the makeup yeah, and then you put the makeup on. And you're like, oh my gosh, that is scary good. And especially if Joaquin you are, Phoenix, especially if you're trying to stay within like that traditional look of Joker. Yeah, uh, mine I went with uh, Will Poulter. Hmm, because he has that potential. He could get that grin, that look on his face. I'm picturing him, but I, I definitely want to see. Uh, he was from Where the Millers. He yeah. was in Detroit. Yeah, I know, uh, I know the who he is. Maze Runner movies. So I'm thinking him with makeup on his face. I think he could be a, a pretty pretty creepy level you Joker. Are, and you are going younger with him too there. A little bit younger, yeah. Because he's about 26, 27. Yeah. So that's that's an interesting choice. Yeah, I definitely... I'm definitely seeing, yeah, you put, you put makeup on his face. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's almost... That's almost in the same well, vein. He was in Midsummer, wasn't he? Yeah. That's almost in the same vein as, uh, oh man, I forgot his name. The guy that they got to play the Joker in the Gotham series, or he yeah. played he played the twin brothers Jerome and Jeremiah. Uh, kind of the same thing because he has that look to him as well. Mm-hmm. I think it was uh, Cameron Cameron Monahan, I believe is yeah. his name. Uh, that he could also have that. Just you put the makeup on him, and boom, there's Joker. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why he got the role in Gotham. Sure. Same kind of idea as to why I'm wanting to cast Will Poulter. Yeah, and then Garth says, "This is where you bring Bill Skarsgård in." Yeah. So that He's might be gonna a little, get typecast as a killer clown. That might be a little too on the nose. Yeah, long, pointy, white nose, a little too much a on clown it. Clown nose. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, Malcolm said Jim Parsons. Mm-hmm. I can see Jim Parsons as well, but. The, I think we need to see more of Jim Parsons yeah. doing like an, a, a good like dramatic role first. Uh, the only other, other than Big Bang Theory, the only other thing I re- really remember him being in was uh, Garden State. 
Yeah, and I can't I can't get Big Bang Theory out of my head mm-hmm. on him. So yeah, he will always be unfortunately. Uh, what's his name? Vernon said <laughs> Tom, Tom Cruise as Joker. I mean, <laughs> I mean, jumping up and down on Oprah's couch that would be funny. That would that would be a very interesting take on the Joker for sure. Yeah, uh, would not be my first, second, third. It wouldn't be any of my choices, really. Yeah. <laughs> but it would definitely be an interesting take on the Joker for sure. He, he definitely has the ability to pull, to pull off like the zany, crazy. Yeah. I'm just. I wonder. Well, I mean, I was gonna say I wonder if Tom Cruise can really just fly off the handle completely. But you know, I go to Tropic Thunder. Tropic Thunder. Then when he's yelling into the phone, and none of the stuff that he's yelling into the phone can I repeat on this show, but. No, we're we're a little bit more family friendly. Take a step backwards. (laughs) I love that. Here's the thing: the only real reason I really like going back to watching Tropic Thunder is him and uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s character. Yeah, because once you got past the original like uh, controversy of that, it's it's a fantastic, well fleshed out idea. Say original controversy, but that thing thing popped back up for some reason this year. It's because a bunch of college kids who had never watched the movie like saw a picture of it and they're like, "Oh my gosh!" And without they started judging it without watching the movie. Yeah. It's amazing how like wrong and bad you could be when you just look at something you judge it without actually getting to know it. Oh, well, that's interesting. interesting. So, yeah, uh, I think these make would make for some very interesting Batman movies. I like how we did all of the villains, but we did not cast Batman. Robin, um, I'm not. We will save that for another time. In fact, that would probably be something where I go into like a list of like the actual main like DC heroes we we could tackle: Batman and Robin. Recast Justice League. Maybe recast Justice League. Recast Justice League around the time the Snyder Cut comes out. Possibly that might be something that we can do. So, what did y'all think of this? Uh, I know this this took a while, but I mean this was a lot of fun to sit here and we just think there. think about and discuss. I absolutely love the interaction with the chat on this one. Just hearing other people's because uh, y'all had some really good ones in there yep. too. Uh, so I would like to do this again, again. Uh, whenever we come across like a week where it might be like slow news, I don't know if we're going to be able to do this for like the next month and a half because again, going back to what we were saying at the top of this show. We're going to, on Tuesdays, we're going to be doing, uh, tagline's going to be at 9 p.m. Central Time, so... And running uh, for only an hour. So 30 minutes early, it's only going to be an hour long, so we're really going to have to jump in and just start flying through some movie news and talk about that a little bit, because we will be doing uh, Schmodown reactions uh, four days a week, starting next week with the singles tournament. As yeah. long as they're doing four episodes a week, we are going to be live-streaming reactions Four days a week. And for those who don't know, let me go ahead and pull this pop up. This is actually going to be a new show on this channel. It is the Schmodown Replay. So those of y'all who've been watching the live stream so far, you kind of get the format of what we're doing. We're wanting to bring someone on. We're wanting to be able to watch it, play along, react to it, but also give the freedom to pause the Schmodown and do like maybe a small deep dive, do all the analytical part of it, the analysis of it right then and there while we're watching it. As we get people who have a little bit of insight into maybe that match or uh, the players in that match, how they operate, how they think, uh, their knowledge base, their strategies, just kind of be able to to take a pause while we're watching the match and kind of dive into that stuff. Really, the uh, the 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 finer details as to what really makes the Schmodown that show that we all love to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really excited about doing this because uh, that means we get a chance to like to uh, to to go over a lot of these matches with 
other uh, other competitors, individuals, personalities from the Schmodown, personalities, individuals from the fan community, yeah. um, all sorts. We get insight and thoughts and and those deep dives from all different angles we've and, had nerd chronic on yep. our first one uh talking about like some of the editing and some of the stuff behind the scenes we got fellow reactor jack uh jake jack jake berlin nice. from a certain point of view uh to also give his reactor cred to to this uh then we got adam witt from the dungeon not kevin smetz we got adam witt <laughs> to share some laughs and also give uh, as a schmodown competitor who's played uh, a, a couple of matches yeah. to give his thoughts, feelings, opinions. And then we did the reaction with, uh, with Alex Shawshek from call to action uh, over the Roka Irwin, which you'll see that one once and the, uh, once the video goes live, the final exam, deep 13. Yeah. So we got her on the reaction for that. Also with a special appearance by John Roka at the end of that. So a yeah. lot of good stuff. in it's, that. That's going to be the one you'll want to see. You're going to want to see it because Roka hopped on the, uh, on the pre-record on the stream at the exact time where we were doing the last little bit of, of his match with Ethan. So he was essentially reliving the last part of that match with us that he just did not, but a two hours before that. Yeah. So uh, that's, so that's going to be one you're definitely going to want to see. Cause he gives us some pretty good insight. Into we got his like fre basically his fresh off the match insight as yeah. to how he really felt. So those of y'all who have seen that, uh, that pay-per-view match already, you you've seen how that match went. You'll want to see what his initial thoughts, feelings and opinions right off of that were. Um, and we so. got some, we got some more interesting ones coming up too. I mean, we're definitely going to do another pre-record uh, this weekend for the Kevin Smith versus Chandrew match. Mm -hmm. uh, we have a very great guest who's oh. coming on there with us too. That one's going to be good. Who's going to give some pretty good insight? And there's somebody that uh, may or may not have some stake in an upcoming match with one of the competitors. I would say that one. I feel like we could actually announce what that's going to be. Are we locked in for him? Uh, yes. All right. Uh, so yeah, this, well also keep in mind, no one's going to see this. You're for not going to, you're not going to see this <laughs> until this goes live either, but uh, this is also kind of the same idea. This is going to be one you want to see. So we're watching, uh, Chanju versus Smets with chance Ellison. Uh, so he's going to be watching and reacting with us. And, uh, basically he's about to play one of these two gentlemen. So it's, it's him watching one of his future competitors and how they're playing. And this is going to be a lot of fun to uh, maybe get like some like insight from him as to what, how he's thinking when he watches these matches yeah. and getting prepared for it. So was he thinking when he has to see who wins and what he's going to think about when it comes time to face them. So it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be a good one to watch too. Whenever uh, these all release publicly on YouTube. Yeah. So uh, that'll be good. So stay tuned for that. Um, if anyone else has any questions, we're going to go ahead and plug some other stuff real quick. So if y'all want to drop some final questions, possibly in the chat, whatnot, um, I know, uh, I've mentioned this before, but hop on our Patreon, patreon.com slash fanatics. Do you have the list pulled up of the current Patreon members? <clears throat> I can pull them up real quick. So one of the things we're wanting to do is at the $5 tier on up on our Patreon, uh, this is our flagship show. At the end of the show, we want to be able to give y'all uh, a special shout out uh, by mentioning y'all on live on the show. So that's one of the things that we're wanting to do at that tier, especially because what we originally wanted to do at that tier, we can't do. <laughs> yep. Our uh, current $5 and up users, uh, users, patrons right now, <laughs> say users, use us, <laughs> use us, use us for your entertainment. Current $5 and up. We got AJ Lancaster, we've got Tyler Schwent, we've got your Jake Yacovetta, your Joe Elliott, and your Errol Owl or Rachel. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, all these guys, all of y'all are big helps to us. Your, uh, your, your hard-earned dollar is very appreciated. We know you could be dropping that on anybody's Patreon, but you uh, decided to do it on ours. So we are very grateful for all these individuals and honestly everybody on the Patreon. Yeah. Uh, if all you could do is a dollar, cool. Do a dollar. That's please. great. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, hop on that Patreon. It's it's only going to grow. Tonight's been a fantastic night. We've had a good amount of viewers. We've had great uh, fan interaction in the chat. I've absolutely loved this episode, so it's going to be a lot of fun in the future. Yeah, especially as we uh, as we get more patrons, we will be able to do more and more things as uh, I know, like with my job, I'm very flexible with my schedule. The more patrons we get, the more income we're making from Patreon and you know, like Streamlabs and the like. The more I can be flexible away from that job and preparing more greater stuff for the Cinefanatics channel, also mm-hmm. uh, being a little bit more of a support to you, maybe on the editing side if need be, and we can be able to pump out more content, new series ideas that we have in our heads that we're just not yet able to do because we don't have the time freedom to be able to do it quite yet. So there's the dollars that are coming in through Patreon are definitely going towards being able to pump out and produce more content, greater ideas that we have, stuff that we've got coming up that we want to be able to do. We just don't have the freedom to be able to do so right now. So that's uh, just so you know, that's if you if you're given the dollar, that dollar is being put to use. Yeah. Uh, going back in here, uh, we had Vernon when he first popped in here on t- tonight. He said, uh, hey, happy to be here. Fan of Robert's makeup game, LOL. See, this is what I was talking about at the top of the show. <laughs> There's been some craziness that's been happening in regards to apparently something involving. I've heard makeup mentioned a couple of times, but uh, specifically this is all seems to be centered around this past Sunday on Video Drew's YouTube channel, so that weird. Live in the Dark. I don't know why people were saying that I was on there. I guess makeup was involved in some form or fashion. I don't remember this. I was passed out asleep. You said that you you were actually in the chat uh, during that. You saw like some craziness happening, and everyone was saying it was me. But you saw like you were able to. By the way, those of y'all don't know, we live together. You were able to come over to my room, and you saw that my giant butt was like just passed out asleep in bed under the covers, just snoring like a baby. So I don't know what this is, but apparently this yeah, is a I part of it. I don't know either. It's very freaky. By the way, you got a little like black stuff right here. I don't know what, oh, what that still? is. still? Yeah. I don't Dude, know it took is. like two hours to get that off. Anyway, yeah, this is freaky. I, you were passed out. I have no idea who that was. Um, But yeah, uh, Malcolm asked a question in the chat. What is your favorite Netflix original? Are we talking about TV show or movie? Because uh, I have yet to find a Netflix movie that I really enjoy. I'm trying to think of like what Netflix movie original <laughs> movies I've seen. Here's the thing, like I've been it, burned by Bird Box. Let's be honest. Yeah, the if I've watched any of the Netflix original movies, um, I don't think any of them were that memorable. Uh, was Roma? Was Roma a Netflix original? Uh, yeah, technically, sort of. Yeah. Okay. It, like Netflix was the U.S. way US, of watching. Yeah, I think it was the U.S. distributor. Yeah. Uh, so if that's an answer, I will go with that one because Roma was fantastic. I really liked Roma. I don't think I actually finished Roma. Uh, I definitely need to, um, especially after I've seen like Parasite. And if you're talking about like the subtitles and everything, Parasite mm-hmm. was fantastic. Uh, there's no reason why you can't watch watch Roma also. Um, but as far as movies go, there really hasn't been like a movie that I have seen on Netflix that was a Netflix original that really stood out. I guess that movie War Machine was just okay. 
with uh, Brad Pitt. Yeah. Uh, it was all right. I will also go back. I do remember uh, Gerald's Game. Gerald's Game, I Gerald's thought, was, game was pretty Netflix. good. Okay. Um, and as far as TV shows go, I am all about the Stranger Things all day. You still haven't finished. I think I just started. Like, I've only gotten in so far as, like, maybe one or two episodes in the season yeah. two. And I just haven't. That's me with, like, TV shows. Uh, but I don't know. Wait, who did... Uh, yeah, who did Orange is the New Black? That was Netflix, wasn't it? Netflix, yeah. I was watching that one pretty religiously for a while, and I just stopped on that as well. Uh, I never got into House of Cards. Probably not going to at this point. Yeah, especially because no one else. <laughs> like, I've heard that's a fantastic show, but given what happened yeah. like towards the end, I, I I just can't foresee really being into certain uh, characters and the, then they there's, disappear. There's the yeah, there's the ability to separate the art from the artist, and that's that's one that's a topic of, in and of itself, but. Uh, being able to work with the story once the story has to change direction is kind of kind of a almost jarring. A no, it's it's jarring and it's almost a no go. Uh, I mean on the same thing. Like, here's the thing. Like, I grew up watching, say, the Cosby Show. I loved the Cosby Show. You can't watch it now. It's it is it is it is hard to like. I watched a clip from it the other day, and I was like, that man was such a treasure. He really was. And then we found out that he wasn't, and that he hurt people. And it's like, it's it's one and of those like how do you, Jello pudding pop went pop. Okay, oh. all right, okay. <laughs> it's like yeah, how do you separate the art from the oh, artist? But no. that's that is a subject for another time. When Malcolm I'm more says mentally for, prepared for it, for him it's always be my maybe. And I heard a lot of good things about that and hadn't watched it yet. I just I just really like that one clip of uh, of is... Keanu Reeves with the <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I always like that one. Uh, there is one movie I'm I'm remembering now. Uh, real quick, let me see if I can bring it up real quick. Because if it's if that was a Netflix original, can you? If that was a Netflix original, then that's been my favorite so far. Um, I want to remember the specific name of it. Uh, while he's looking that up, real quick, I also got an idea. Uh, how does everyone feel with uh us like potentially at some point? working on or doing a like a, a live stream hangout where we're just sitting there hanging out and everyone's just hanging out coming I, soon to twitch no i'm just kidding <laughs> yeah i don't it'll, think i'm ready to make this twitch jump yet it, but it'll probably still be youtube but yeah doing like a live stream where we just hang out i know there's a couple of nights where i might be working on something and uh it would be nice to have like either a live stream playing or i just be participating in a live stream while it's going on just to talk and hang out virtually uh what does everyone think of that potentially doing something like that in the future i don't know if I would do it like on Cine Fanatics. Uh, that might be something we would do like maybe on our own YouTube channels. I we'll see. Yeah, my YouTube channel still doesn't actually have like a real direction as to where it goes. It's like vlogging and like some kind of clip something. I don't know. Um, I might would do it on Cine Fanatics still. Yeah, possibly. Uh, but yeah, if y'all would yep. be interested in that, got it. What the fundamentals of caring? It was oh. a uh, Paul Rudd. Uh. I'm not going to explain what it's about. It was it was really good. Mm -hmm. uh, if you haven't seen it, look it up. If you if you're in for a good like a uh, warm-hearted comedy and just a really touching movie, absolutely check out Fundamentals of Caring. I thought it was fantastic. Uh, but it's a Paul Rudd led hmm. movie. Interesting. That's that. I think that is so far my favorite Netflix movie that I've seen. Not Bird Box. Yeah. Uh, anyways, that looks like it's about it. I don't see any any more questions, so we'll probably go ahead and wrap this up. Uh, 
and now I'm hearing like a weird echo on this. That's strange. Oh, oh, real quick before we leave, we've got a new patron. We're live right now. Let's go ahead and shout them out. Absolutely. Vernon Green dropped in on the Patreon on the $10 tier. Oh, awesome. Which means, Vernon, you get access to our movie watch-alongs now also, which we will be doing one for this month, I'm sure, at some point. Uh, I think <laughs> so. Our idea is we're wanting to do uh, two movie watch-alongs. We do like one public well, and then one uh, on Patreon. Who knows? We, we still got to discuss if we're actually going to go through with that this month because we got a lot to do this month uh we might just do the patron we, we patreon will, only this month yeah uh so that's definitely going to be coming down the line as well so we will uh continue to make more announcements of that especially if it's patreon related it'll yep. be on our patreon and there's a couple of good choices coming up it could be it could be like a bill and ted or i think we want to probably get a mulan yeah bill and ted or mulan okay that might be interesting so as well any of the any of these could be possible we'll see but Anyways, thanks, Vernon. Uh, thanks, so, thanks for jumping on. Yes, thank you, sir. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram. We are at CineFanaticsMLP. Uh, you'll see what we do when we update content. Uh, more information in regards to like Schmodown replay is going to be coming up there very soon. Yeah. Uh, again, make sure you stay tuned for yeah. those live reactions starting next week with the singles tournament of the Schmodown. It's going to be a blast. Uh, we're going to have a lot of fun with that with that show. Yep. Uh, so great things happening there. Uh, again, you hop on the Patreon just like Vernon did. Patreon.com slash CineFanatics. Uh, join whatever tier you want to join. That would be greatly appreciated. Yep. And I can't think of anything else. Let's wrap it up. I'm starving. I haven't eaten yeah, anything. Yeah. <laughs> this is a common theme. We're usually doing this at night, and then it's time for food. We're so, always hungry. So I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up, and there you go. Y'all have a great evening. Thank you for joining us tonight. It's been a blast. Y'all have an amazing night. We will see y'all next week. Good night, everyone. See ya.